What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Scale Riders Podcast. This is episode number 147 with your host, 65 Lokes. My guest for this episode is none other than Chester Smith. Many of you guys know him as Bullet87 on Instagram, all the way from Texas. Let's go right ahead and hit him up. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, what's up, Chester? How you doing? What's up? It's been a hot minute. <laughs> That's right, man. It has. Actually, it's been a hot two minutes because 2022. Dang, it's been a... (laughs) Yeah, it has. How you been, man? Man, ups, downs, but I'm great. Yeah? I'm great. Since the last time we talked, yeah, everything's been Gucci. That's what's up. Yeah, dude, I mean, uh, you've been staying active. I've been seeing a lot of uh, your work, the bills you got going on. But none other than that, you've been uh, traveling, too. Um, Yeah. Since the last time we talked, uh, what episode eighty? Yeah, <laughs> and we're at one forty-seven right now, so it, it's kind of crazy. But yeah, I've I've seen you go to like Florida. Um, I mean, you're you're in Texas, but you were also out here in the West Coast. Yeah. Um, last year, and I mean, you're, you're like all over the place. Atlanta, the time traveler. <laughs> Dang, dude, that, that that's what's up. Um, you know, last time I saw you was was NNL West. This was mm-hmm. the last year, and I mean that show was pretty cool. You know, um, I'm happy you came out to that. The especially the what was it the pizza party that went on before the uh, the NNL West yes. official show yes. was really cool and and like fun. It um, I, I feel like it it made it made it very special for that weekend. It was um, when we planned to to take that road trip to NNL West. Um, we actually were flying blind, uh, and you can tell, but like going back and looking at it, it was actually really fun because it was like, okay, we were, we were on like a bare minimum budget and we were crossing all T's, dot and I's as best as we could, um, with minor hiccups, but we, we made it. And I think the pizza party that year was like solidified for a lot of different people, you know? And that's like, you know, like the West Coast builders that you only see on Instagram and you only chat with them on Instagram to down south and the East Coast guys, too. And that pizza party was almost like we all just like grew up together from like high school or college. And we just kind of had like a reunion. And it was like, yo, look what I've been building since, you know, since the last time we all hung out, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's what that felt like. It was like almost like one of those weird, like a uh, like a pep rally or or uh, like those school events where you just it was like a pizza day and you all are in like the gymnasium and you're just hanging out <laughs> yeah. and you know with your with your circle of friends and groups and it's like dang I haven't seen you in a hot minute like show me what you got show me what you got and then you got like a group of guys at at another table doing a hop off uh, and then you got some other guys like you're just talking about dioramas and 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 picking each other's brains and then. Uh, we were like walking around, like, you know, like taking photos and, and getting the right shots for the table and stuff like that. So it was like a whole like high school reunion. It felt like for sure. No. Yeah. I mean, it would have been it would have been kind of whack, like if you wouldn't have came out because you would have just yeah. been looking at photos and stuff and been like, man, I'm missing out. Man. But, you know, it, it was a journey, you know, everything you guys did to get there. And I mean, it was fun. You know, it was worth it, like you said, and you, you got to see. And hang out with everybody. Yeah. Nah, that's that's pretty cool, dude. And even um, 
you know, it sucks. You know, we just learned the news that this year it got canceled as well. Yeah. And, you know, I kind of felt that was going to happen just because, like, um, I've been noticing where in the area where I'm at, there's, like, a lot of things that they're kind of shutting down in a way. I mean, not fully, yeah. but certain, you know, things. And then I wasn't really seeing any promotion done for NNL West for this year, like, heavy, you know? Yeah. And oh, yeah. Usually, sorry, uh, usually, like, it, you'll see it like at least since it was be like November, December, and then the the month of January, you would see In and L posted all over the place, and then even builds that are like feature builds that you would see at the show to look for. Um, and it's like I was gearing up for it like since the beginning of last year because I didn't go to In and L West um, last year because the year before was closed. Yeah, 2020 was closed. Yeah, and that's when I was traveling all over the place. Uh, yeah, so it like I was I was I was ready. I was I honestly I was like, okay, I got this wagon, you know, like I got these other things that I want to bring and then uh I was waiting for Antonio to hit me up and then when he did, it was already too late because there's a lot of things that was going on on my end because of work and travel. Mhm. Yeah, I was I was kind of like I didn't, I didn't see any promotion done and then um you know, people people were hitting me up if I was going to come out to van, you know, or just to chill, but yeah, I that that weekend I was gonna be busy, so I, even if it went down, I I wasn't gonna be able to go, you know. Yeah. So, I was kind of like, like when I found out, I was like, dang, you know, I it it didn't really like surprise me just because I felt like something like that was gonna happen, just because there was no promotion, mm-hmm. none like heavy, you know, like n- nothing, like no one, nobody was really even like saying, like certain people would say something like, who's going and do a post, but. It wasn't really like prior years, you know, where it's like, I feel like everybody is like reposting and Mm -hmm. just very excited uh, for the event. So, I mean, this is the second time, you know, they're going to try to do it again next year and we'll see what's up. Hopefully it doesn't kill the motivation for some people that that travel far, you know? Uh, Yeah, because you got to also think like a lot of people who got there like hotel hotels purchased in advance uh the flights purchased in advance uh all these different factors that go into it it's like dang like now they have to like figure out like um you know where how are they going to get that money back you know like because flights you you can still cancel it now i guess in the time but it's like those who like took that day off that that time off from work to like plan out that whole weekend from like even like days before the weekend just to you know move around the city and then travel up to the show like we did last time um and it, and it's 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 gotta you gotta think about like the the pain that they go through and it's it's crazy how like i set that pto in for the show specifically and i had a whole plan for going to that show and i was like you know I'm going to get this wagon done, the 64, you know, get that painted and ready to go. Even just keep it in primer and then take it because, I, you know, that's what we did, uh, what, 2019? Uh, and it's like that still shows well. As long as it's in primer and you can see, like, the progress on it, then that'll show well. But for some reason, like, you know, my PTO was canceled. Uh, and it, and I was like, dang, like, that sucks. But then I was like, maybe I'm about to travel out again because, you know, that's how my job works. It's like I'll travel out. And, you know, that's how it's going to be. And I was like, you know what? That sucks. And then when I saw that it was canceled, like, recently, and I was like, man, like, you know, things happen for a reason. And 
also like a lot of the things that were going on recently in, in LA and like all those other cities that outside of, you know, COVID-19 was like, dang, like that sucks. Yeah. So it's a bunch, it's a bunch of, a bunch of factors that like take into play that like, you got to just take it, roll with it and come back stronger, you know? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I hope, you know, people are able to sort out, you know, hopefully they get their money back or something because they might have to pay a fee or something, you know. But mm-hmm. hopefully, it's some some solution comes to it that they can um, fix that and then later, you know, see what's up in the in the future. So as far as uh, the builds, um, I wanted to ask you start things off with the uh, the fleeting passion. How's uh, how how's that coming along? And you know how uh, what was the inspiration behind that for you to to get on that project? See, and that's one that I'm, I'm glad you asked, uh, to be honest. That is a, that is a story that I, I slowly have been like introducing at each post and each chapter of the build. Um, because it started off after NNL West, uh, was it 2020? Like the beginning of that year. I think it was 2020 or was it 2019 that we went? No, it was 2020 because that was when we came down. Yeah. Um, I, I inherited this kit, uh, as a re almost like, just like an old build that just was box stock. It, you know, like if you go back and check the, the post that I made, it was red. Uh, the primer wasn't even like done right, or it wasn't even primered. Uh, it was just painted red and the red would like bleed on your fingers. So it wasn't sealed. It was just a single stage red. Uh, and the interior was was destroyed, uh, hand painted or or whatever was going on with it. Um, I saw that this needed a second life. And I took that opportunity to kind of just take take that off someone else's hands. Uh, shout out to Cash323. I think that's his Instagram name. Uh, he helped us stay out there when we were in uh, California. I think we were in Inglewood. Yeah, I think we were in Eaglewood because we were driving around the neighborhood and seeing all the old uh, movie homes and stuff like that. Well, the regular neighborhoods, but the old movie homes in the districts. And it was pretty dope. And it gave me more like inspiration on like the lowrider scene. Um, Not only just like, you know, the Hispanic culture, but like uh, also like the the African-American side, because, you know, that was also a, a scene. It just wasn't televised as, you know, a big culture. And when you did see it, it was either drug dealers, uh, gangbangers or rappers, you know, in that in that in that era of like 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. And so I took kind of like a whole methodology or method approach approach to this build because it was, you know, the whole staple of like fleeting passion. It's like it's it's leaving you like that whole passion of like you know, lowriders and, and how the lowrider scene was, it was, it was fleeting. It was, it was changing. It was, it was, the culture itself was changing and it wasn't based off of like whose car, car, club, car club had the better like style or whose car club had the better hoppers or dancers or whose car club had the better paint job or X, Y, Z. It was, you know, it's, it was ever so changing. That's what uh, killed the passion for it all. And that's what this car is. It's like, a culmination of like all of that style, but bringing it back to the classics and modern taste. 
Yeah, because I did notice even like um, like a modern taste, like the trunk, the way mm-hmm. it's the way it's modified. Mm-hmm. It's like it um like it's it has like a split like in the middle section. Mm-hmm. And um, how how was was it difficult to hinge that? I will say this is a three year build, and talk about changing uh, ideas almost every week. Every week there was something different that I would look up or there was something that like I wanted to change that wasn't done before or something that I'd done on had had done on a previous build, but wanted to put it on another one because I could do it better. And I hadn't seen it on a, uh, an actual one-on-one scale uh, Impala or just a car, unless it was a radical, but it still wasn't major because it was just the whole trunk would just be reversed or uh uh book hinge but to do it like this it it, it felt right mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's definitely something like a different take on it you know um i like it and yeah. um i i feel it's always exciting you know seeing like new things um someone adding uh something new to a build mm-hmm. and and i i low key dude i well not low key but i feel though that even people who own one-on-one scale cars who have the money to modify their rides, they sometimes they look into the model cars and get ideas mm-hmm. to see what mods are there. And because, you know, some people will sketch stuff, obviously. They go off, yep. of, off of a sketch and everything. Like, this is the way I want the, the look to look or the grill, whatever. But with the model cars, it's like you have, like, a miniature, like, 3D version of that already exactly made. And then... You know, it makes them fall in love with it to the point mm-hmm. where they're like, man, we got the funds. We could, we could, you know, let's try that. But, and that's funny that, that you say, uh, like, that whole, like, spectrum between scale and, and real. That was the approach that I had to take. Because um, if you look at all these kids, you've seen every one of these types of kids. The 61, the 62, the 63, the 64, even the 65, and on and up. Um, they all have the same layouts, right? Like they have the blueprints in front of you. They have the layout of how to do the engine, how to do the suspension, how to do the front grille, how to do the bumper, the interior, uh, this, you know, like the chassis, if it comes with a separate frame, all these different things. So it's, you're, you're pretty much copying and pasting every time you build this car, right? No matter what the body looks like, it's the same exact car. Mm-hmm. Um, and in in real scale, it's it's almost the same uh, formula, right? It's just it's going to cost you more money because those parts are harder to source. But then you got to think now companies are making modern engines uh, with classic fuels. Like a, you can get a, a carbureted engine with an electronic fuel uh, management system. You can get a modern engine to look like a carbureted engine. You can get a carbureted engine with a turbo setup. You can get a modern engine with a twin turbo setup. All these different factors, right? Uh, and that's why I like try and go back to like looking at the old lowrider bicycle magazines and all the like lowrider magazines back in like the 90s and early 2000s. Um, rest in peace to the ones that I had in storage that got flooded. Oh, but yeah, um, I had a solid amount that that was like almost like a i could have went back and like looked at some of the stuff that was being built uh-huh. and do that same thing on these kids but you know like i'm not here to, to like replicate anything i'm trying to like build something that i know i would own 
And another touchback on on like a, a 3D model of it. Um, back then, when I actually got this kit, I would actually go into my MacBook, and I I made 3D model versions of the 64 Impala, the 62 Impala, the 63 Impala, and so on and so forth of the Impala series. I made 3D models of these cars, uh, and I can probably get them like 3D printed if I wanted to in different scales, because they're all true to the manufacturer's. I guess, uh, blueprints. And that gave me another, uh, like sense of like an engineering take on like, okay, if I was to restyle this car for the modern like time, uh, to fit comfortable and not actually just retrofit some leather and materials, but actually give it a modern drivetrain and make it more comfortable instead of just riding springs and, you know, classical riders is fantastic, but you can also modernize those things. Um, aside from the monotony of lowriders needing to be on springs and um, supported stabilized uh, A-frames or ARs and uh, axles, but I mean, riding bags on these things to like give it still like a 60s, 70s classic drive and feel is is the same because you're not trying to compete. Mm-hmm. Just going for that for that ride, that cruise. Yeah, you just want that ride. You just take that car and cruise. You know. No discrimination. Just, you know, if it's bagged, hey, yeah. I'm not going to hate. It still looks sick. No, yeah, trying to take Just don't out. jump in no competition, though. <laughs> trying to take foods out. Flex, yeah. Flexing. No, nah, right on. Um, so so the the fleeting passion, um, did it take time to get, like, whatever aftermarket products or things that you wanted to add to this project? Uh, or? Yes. Yes, yes. That's what I'm, I, like... I'm glad it took me three years to get this car to where it is now, because it, say like right after the show and I started building it, I guarantee you I would would have probably taken it apart by now, because it, it's it would have not been somewhere or it would have missed the mark on what my my actual vision was because I made a sketch of it back then I lost it have no idea and then I had to make new sketches, but had I not had that you know, misstep, I would have not gotten to this far. So yeah, like 3D printing actually got better over the, that course of three years. Um, accessibility to friends, sponsors, and people that you know that like are intuitive and like want to see these things on these cars because it's like you can print these things out, but until you put it in or have someone build it for like for their own, then that's where you can get a vision of like, oh dang, that does look sick. Um, because every time I, I, I kid you not, every time you would post up that 62 Impala, uh, or I think it was the, was it the 58 also, or in the, uh, at Hudson, like I brought it up last time on, on episode 80, I was like, I was always trying to figure out like, where can I get that kit? Um, and like, always like, you know, trying to like see what, when your post was coming up next, because I was like, dang, like, how did he do that? Like, what primer did he use? You know, like what parts of it, what wheels are those, you know, like writing down a list because I didn't know how to access them at that time. And I was just like, dang, like, you know, this sucks because I don't know who to talk to. Uh, and that was early on before Internet West. And so I, I say, like, I'm glad that, you know, time has lapsed to be able to, like, own the things that I do own, have the money for it. I will say that. Uh, and be able to talk to some people and 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 collab and 
R&D with some people and say, hey, you know, this may work, this may not work. Let's try and fit this with this. Because in modern worlds now, you can take a Corvette engine and fit it to a Nissan transmission or a Nissan engine with a Corvette transmission because you can change out the plates. That's it. You know, and that's that was all that it needed. It just needed that small push of like time and effort. I would say if anything, anyone else listens to just focus on time and effort and don't rush and, and beat someone else in a build just because you think you can do it better. Just do it the way that you want to do it. If you have a vision, knock it out. Yeah, it's, it's a trip how um, how things have changed, you know. I always, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think about like back then, for example, like, you know, you brought up 3D printing. You know, it wasn't what, maybe like two years ago or so. You know, there was only maybe like a few people doing it. Mm-hmm. No, no one else like really knew like what, you know, how to do it or what. And now it's like everybody has like a machine. Everyone's mm-hmm. printing stuff. But more and more people are learning how to um, how to do it. Like, the you know, the program and everything and get the stuff going. And it's just, but it happened in a small amount of time. Very fast. You know, I was like. Damn, that's a and it trip. Was, and it's funny because, like, the only people that you did see was Iceman Collections. You had uh, Baker at the time was his was his channel, but now it's BSR 3D. Uh, and then you had one other person that was 3D printing. Oh, um, Truly Scale or what was his? Uh, 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 dang. I can't remember, but he had green packaging and he was oh, 3D yeah. printing. But I think it was, was like uh, uh, from Canada, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And those are the main people that you had to get things from yeah. at the time. And it sucks because you th- that was the main person that you get your engines from. But mm. it would take a long time before you can get your engines and your like maybe extra parts for certain cars. Mm-hmm. I remember. Then, <laughs> yeah, I remember, uh, you know following that page and everyone you know everyone was excited and yeah and everyone you know was ordering stuff i yeah. i wasn't like quick to order i waited i was like you know i'll, I'll see how this i always like mm-hmm. to kind of wait <laughs> to see how things pan out and then i'll see yeah. if, if i'll make the jump you know and um and then later i started you know people were like oh man it, it's it's taking long and this and that and um you know i i was like dang i really want those seats though you know i really mm-hmm. want that engine though so mm-hmm. I, I placed an order and yeah, it took a while, but I kind of forgot about it. I was just focused on some other stuff. And, yeah. then, and then it finally showed up and I was like, oh man, I forgot I even ordered this. And, um, but then later, you know, I had heard that I guess the, the person who owned it and operated it, you know, he wasn't feeling well for a time. Yeah. That then I guess he just had it apart, part ways from that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that it's unfortunate you know, but I, I hope that, you know, people see that and learn from that, too, as to, like, you know, depending what endeavor you have and you want to plan to, you know, do something at some point. If if you can't, if you're unable to fulfill orders and you're a manufacturer, then just have somebody else, you know, like a retail store handle everything you manufactured, you know. Yeah. And, and I don't know, maybe... Um, do it for a time and then take a break from it because even um there's a friend who who I follow on Instagram and he sometimes mentions that he likes to take breaks from 3D printing because of his health 
mm-hmm. and because of the resin or the smell of the of the three D. Oh yeah, it's very toxic and, if you're constantly like sitting around it. Yeah, and I, I mean, I didn't. I'm not aware of it, you know, because I don't have it or I don't do it. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, later I would ask him about it, and he would be telling me like, "Yeah, man, like, you know, I do. I have like a a special room." Put together where I do the stuff, but it just even when I'm not working, it just it smells in there, and I was like, oh man, I, I had no really no idea, you know, about that. But, yeah, it's intense because it's like it's it's like a mixture of like UV resin and hardener, and it, even after the print is printed, it has a, a specific smell to it. That's why. It, you know, sometimes you have to like let it sit out in the sun um, for a moment just to like get that, you know, like get that out of the system so you can degas uh, and treat. So you know, I can I can relate to a lot of the printers that like have these like you know brands now around 3D printing and then they're printing test pieces, they're printing uh, just things to like promote. Um, cause like recently, as you can see, like I just got the, uh, Iceman collections, uh, Metro van and this thing is fantastic. And I get why he works the way he works because it's like, there's a lot that, a lot of work that goes into it. Um, and I personally want a 3d printer for myself. Uh, I'm not going to turn it into a business, but it's for like R and D purposes, test fitting, uh, working on a few things that I feel would benefit me. But if I wanted to turn it into a business, uh, I would take a whole different approach, but not saying like anyone else's approach is like is like bad. It's just business wise, I wouldn't take a lot of these approaches because I'm not going to put it out there until I know for a fact it's going to be perfect. Uh, And that's why I like, you know, what Iceman is doing, because he puts it out and then he tells you to like wait for the release until he, he perfects his craft. And that's a dope idea. Uh, and then Gavin out in Japan or uh, Lowrider Model Car Parts, mm-hmm. same guy. Uh, you know he he's dope, and he's out in Japan, and he's putting out this like really wonderful product uh, and getting it out fast. And you know it's it's solely on classic Lowrider stuff, and that's you know another person that I like work really close to on a few things, and. It's dope. No, yeah. So it's like, <laughs> His stuff yeah, is like, like super dope. And it's like I like these guys are like doing numbers, not financially, but like, you know, not 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 saying like they're doing bad in numbers and financially, but it's like they're doing numbers in a sense to where if this was a thing in like 2010, let's say 2010, of resin printing, not the PLA stuff, the hard plastic that's really difficult to work with. If that was a thing back in 2010, I can only imagine that they would be able to print small detailed metal engines today uh, and still be able to profit off of with, without with ease, without having to work about worry about uh, cleanup because they would be able to take these same files, same print files, and print them in like almost like aluminum or you know uh, some form of like powdered metal that won't be brittle or anything. It'll be a true-to-life to engine with all the right components, and all you have to do is just put it together with solder or some sort sort of glue that can't, comes out at the time, or resin even. And guess what? You got all the right parts you need because you got real suspension parts and scale. You got real 
um, things that you can print. And then like, it's like, now you got to think about if they're doing this now and the next 10 to 15 years, what's going to be out at that point? You know, you got to think about that. No, yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> right. I mean, I feel like even, um, this, this year something big is going to happen for sure. Like, I mean, we're already in January now. And I, I was talking to, even with Casey about this, um, out in Australia, Mm-hmm. Uh, slowly models slowly models and i was telling casey all right right now at this point it's like every day counts when you jump on instagram something new is gonna pop off on instagram mm-hmm. someone's gonna do a post that's gonna show you you know their their current status of their build or mm-hmm. they're just gonna blow your mind with the new product or just something right mm-hmm. and now it's like the posts make a big impact now than before. I feel like now yes. people are watching, people are looking. Even people that don't even build models are like following the scene, you know? Yeah. They're just and those are, paying attention. Those are, yeah, and those are the people that last in and out like that that were uh, at the show, even at the pizza party, uh, would come up and be like, hey, man, like, you know, I like when you did this. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, okay, who is this person? and are they on instagram you know it's now like back then you had to like think about like how do i know this person did we talk before and are they on instagram at that point because facebook is kind of phasing out like facebook is a whole different market now and it's not a place that you would go and post the stuff that we post now because it's not constant it's not something that you could you could enjoy yeah no it's changed big time I i feel like um you know, with, with that, you know, obviously a lot of us still have the Facebook because we're connected with our families and, and fr- yeah. friends from back in the day and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and like, we'll, we'll always have it, but for, for that to be like a platform, like it was before, it, it's not yeah. like that anymore. It's, I don't know. It just seems like, it, like so much is going on when I sign in or when I jump on it, mm-hmm. you know, there's so much other stuff going on yeah. that I'm like, nah, nah, nah. But when I jump on Instagram, I know. Yeah the kind of content I want to see, you know, what I'm yes. going to come across or when I want to do a search, or even if I'm like, all right, I want to look at some 164 scale stuff or mm-hmm. some Gundam stuff. Boom. You can type it up and it's there in your it, face. It's all there, dude. And even all that stuff's like crazy mind blowing too, that it, it's just all the posts right now. It, it's crazy. Like it, it's getting uh, a lot of attention. It definitely is creating a big impact and inspiration too. Um, yeah. and motivation, you know, and, and, and it also makes you feel like you are part of a community too, you know, even though mm-hmm. we're, we're all spread out, but if you keep like talking to the same people, commenting, you know, like showing love, you know what I mean? Like likes mm-hmm. and sharing and you start to notice, you know, in the comments or even kind of the, 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 I don't want to say it's like a, like everyone's in their own little circles, but it, it, it kind of like you you're getting into it and then next you know you, you're like oh damn I'm, I'm actually part of this now yeah you know um i'm interacting but they're also interacting with me you know everyone's sharing stuff so it's pretty cool man like i'm enjoying it more i should i feel like right now everyone shows a lot of love to everybody with uh building and everyone's like sharing information too as to you know how to do this or how to do that uh, mm-hmm. you know, nobody's holding back. I feel like now is like the time. Like if, if you had something in your mind, you know, like this build that you, you know, the ones you got going on, dude, it's like, 
you're doing it. You're taking your time though, but you're doing it every day. You know, mm-hmm. um, you do take your breaks, but you're doing it. It's not like you're like, you know what? I'm not gonna mess with this until next year or five years. Nah, you're you're doing it. You're building up to that moment where you get to that final stage. Like, all right, it's done. And I feel like you know, whatever you want to do, do it now. You know, if there's a kit you want to get your hands on, and you're like, man, it's too expensive. Yeah, you know, do it now. Just get it, dude. Even if it's one of those old school like Johan kits and Mm-hmm. It's probably going for $150, $200, and, and you're just like, oh, that's a lot. because that's a lot of money. Because you're like, man, last year there were 100 bucks or 80 bucks. Mm-hmm. Well, that's last year. <laughs> this is now, you know? Yeah. This is now. Like, we're in the future now, so. Or it's even funny because, like, if, I mean, I'm not going to call this out now because I called out a few things the last time we had an episode, and here we are, and, like, I feel like every time I call something out, not like I know the future or anything like that, but it's like trends only follow for those who like to spread like good things and, or like creative things or things that people can learn from. If you, if you know that, like the model scene, I didn't know there was going to ever be a model scene on uh, Instagram ever. Like I just took a, took a, took a leap of, of, you know, like a faith. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to post this because like, this is something that is picture worthy. This is something that is instant. I can just set it out there. And if somebody comments on the back, dang, like, I like how you set this up. I liked how you set this up. And it's like, all right, that makes me feel good because it's like, you have the same passion that I have. Or if you don't build, but you know, cars and you have a certain like type of car that you like, or even if you just like cars in general, I'm okay with that. And uh, so, like, taking that, you know, like, the uh, Johan kits or, or the promo, dealer's promo kits, um, and now taking that same idea but putting it into 3D printing, I feel like would be the wave, um, honestly. And that's why I, like, praise, you know, Iceman, uh, Joel. I praise him for it. And anyone else that's trying to print these, like, kits – that you've never seen in a hot minute, like the LTDs, the Lincoln uh, Thunderbirds. Um, man, I would love to get my hands on a 70s Cadillac, you know, like the long body, um, because like you can only get them in the lowrider the, the low kit, or you can try and find a promo kit that's like overpriced. They're, they're very hard to find that. Yeah. And it's like, and it's like the files are out there. I know because I have several of them Mm -hmm. and uh, it's just like these, these cars that could easily be remanufactured and even probably bring back the, the, the companies that, you know, like are trying to figure out how to get the retooling for it. Guess what? Jump into 3d printing and it'll save your company. Hands down, Ravel and uh, AMT Mobius, uh, All of you companies out there listening, it, 3D printing is going to save your company. And there's it, over a million people, if not a billion people, that'll put some money in your pocket if you start pressing out some better kits. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's crazy how, you know, a lot of times they stick to the same because of the molds. Like those molds yeah. cost them like, you know, hundreds and thousands of dollars or whatever. Yeah, but, and they don't want to retool. Yeah, but it's like, you know, you, you got to change with the times, you know. It, it's um, it's a trip, bro. Like, you know, it's like um, when when I order, like, 
you know, when I deal with like vendors and, and just, you know, distributors and companies that I want to get their products into my store and dealing, it's a, it's a bunch of different people. It's not just one person. It's, it's a bunch of different people and they all operate different. And there's some that are very like, you know, like they're on it. Like, oh, what's up? You know, very responsive. You know, we'll get it out. Here's your, you know, you can pay through PayPal. You can pay this way, that way, you know. And they're mm-hmm. on it. Boom, you have it quick and you're set to go. And then and then there's others that are like still like old school, bro. Like old school, old school. They're like, oh, just send it in a fax. Well, they're like, and, uh... yeah, like submit your order, um, you know, fill out this form. And then you got to, we only take checks. And yeah. um and and then you gotta wait two weeks once we get Oof. it, and then after that you know we'll ship it out like we gotta make sure it's cleared like it's kind of crazy that I go man like like yeah I I guess you know I want your product so I am gonna follow your rules for sure but yeah. in my mind I'm like how long is this gonna last though yeah it's gonna come to a point where I'm gonna be like you know what your product is dope but it's just not working for me like this. Like, I just can't, like, I got to find another option, you know? Cause it's costing you time at that point. Like that's yeah. more valuable at this point. Time is, is, is a commodity that a lot of people like to waste and wasting it is not going to get you any more money or any more, uh, you know, like interest. Yeah. You, you nah, can't gain it, interest on time. Yeah. Nah, dude. And, and I'm kind of like, damn dude, those, those old school ways are, are done. Like, yeah, you know, and I'm just kind of like, it makes me think like, all right, if, if I'm going to work with you, I have to buy a lot of from mm-hmm. you because it's not going to be constant. It's going to be like maybe once every quarter or whatever, because it's going to take me forever to get your product. Yep. And, um, and for someone who's like quick on it, I'm just like, dude, I could be buying from you weekly or every couple yeah. of weeks, you know, depending what I'm getting. And, um, and it's just a trip. Like I, I see like what companies are hungry, which ones are really like about it which yeah. ones love what they do. And the others, I don't know. I don't know if they love what they do or they're just paranoid that they're going to get ripped off or I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah. Or they've never heard of a, a, a person trying to buy uh, like a wholesale or a bunch of different things because it's like, whoa, like you're not a, like a brick and mortar. I'm so used to like Arlen's or, or Walmart buying stuff from me because that's merchandising for them. Or, mm-hmm. you know, this old shop, mom and pop shop that's constantly calling me from uh smith's rc and hobbies and they're always buying 200 packages you know uh, a week and you know this is different I, i'm gonna need you to fax me on this and it's like what yeah. hold on excuse me <laughs> yeah it's yeah it's kind of it's kind of uh, crazy but yeah even you know uh like manufacturers you know they have to ad- adapt to the time so mm-hmm. for sure if uh if you if you would say all right there's like four or five leading uh, scale model companies that are they're you know printing kits and whatnot. If one of them would step up and started to just announce like, hey, we're gonna be you know creating like a like a like a side label, you know, almost like a sister company, and, yeah. and this one is gonna be more of a like creative creative development, whatever that's gonna be coming out with like new tooling, three D printing, and all these like. Like them taking that risk, <laughs> bro. It, it would, it would, it would definitely give them so much attention, and people would be like hyped on it, right? Yeah. By the time the stuff would drop or people get their hands on, 
um, you are going to get mixed reviews, people liking it, people hating it, people, you know, but that's good though. You do want, yeah, that's what you need. You need both sides because you have like the old school builders that are like, oh man, I remember I used to just go to the local RC shop, which is, which is okay. I'm not going to bash mom and pop RC shops. I just wish there was more opportunity for these shops to gain these things without having that crazy overhead that hurts them in the long run. I just want them to have a dedicated location, not bashing Hobby Lobby for still providing great kits, but it's like they need an actual like hobby store that's a, a mainstream store. Um, again, that provides these things. Like Pegasus, hands down, I am like I can't say enough about this place um, after visiting that location. Um, I just wish they were in multiple major cities. I honestly wish. Because in Texas, you only have Hobby Lobby or your mom and pop shops. You can't, you, you, there's nothing. And I said that last time, there's nothing out here other than Hobby Lobby and RC shops. And that, and you cost, and it costs you more to get these specialty like kits that you can find at those types of uh, stores at Pegasus or like wheels or parts and, and accessories. And it's like, dang, like this is dope. Like they, this company, could make trillions of dollars, not not saying like realistically, but they could make trillions of dollars worldwide um, had they had multiple stores. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I mean, it, it's true. Like, I mean, that store is dope, bro. Like all, all these stores that are here in California that I, you know, buy model stuff from, mm-hmm. um, like th- to me, they inspire me. I see it as an inspiration. Like, you know, I don't like knock on them or now because mm-hmm. I'm selling online you know, that I'm like, nah, like, screw them. No, nah, nothing like that. Like, yeah. it's, it's definitely inspiration to me. But I also see, like, man, they they put in, they've put in their work, bro, for a long yeah. time. They've been in the yep. game for many years. They have mm-hmm. a brick-and-mortar store. They're there. They're established. And they got many more years coming their way. And, um, and for me, it's more like, you know, uh, I want to work my way up to that, you know? And you're on your way. But speaking, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to congratulate you on how long you've been doing this. Oh, uh, not man. only the, the podcast, bro, but, you know, your your online store, which is always doing numbers. Uh, so congratulations to you, dude. This is what this episode is about. It's not about me. Nah, it's nah, not nah, about what you, I've been bro. doing. This is about you, bro. <laughs> nah, we're, nah. we're circling back. <laughs> episode 80, I said... I was like, man, like, do keep doing what you're doing, and it's gonna, it's, it's gonna do well. And and yet here we are, on 147. I'm just gonna say 87. We're just gonna put that out there, duplicate the 40, and we got it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, I mean, it's been interesting, bro. Like doing the whole thing, but you know, as time goes, it's like I I am seeing the bigger picture. You know, mm-hmm. I I'm definitely uh you know, trying to work as hard as I can to take it to like my company to make it grow, you know, so I mm-hmm. so I reach the goals that I want to reach definitely. But it, but I definitely have to lay down all the groundwork, you know, mm-hmm. and um, so far I, I'm happy where I'm at the pace where, where I'm going, but there's still so, so much like, and it's a trip, bro. Like I look at the, these catalogs and I, I just look online and everything and I, I'm like, man, there's just so much product out there. Even if you mm-hmm. had all this money, you could still cannot buy all of it. Because exactly. there's just too much. It's too much, dude. So it's like you have to be like kind of choosy 
as to what to get, you know? Mm -hmm. And I mean, this year was definitely a learning experience with uh, purchases and whatnot, you know, expenses and things yeah. of that nature. And I mean, now I, I, I feel, you know, I have a, somewhat of a, of an idea of the direction and well, not direction. It's more like of um, what my customers want, you know? Yeah. You, you took a really smart approach um, into the scene because not too many people, if you think about it, not too many people um, have been thinking that way where they, they try and get all these specialty kits that are hard to reach and you market it to a point to where it still makes you a good uh, overhead, but also reasonable for the, the people or the hobbyists to buy these kits and enjoy them, you know, and that, and that's what I, I will say that you do best more than most in, in the game. No, nah, thanks, man. I mean, um, my thing is, uh, right now is I'm, I'm trying to get stuff that is, is hard to get still, you know, like that. Yeah. And I mean, you know, the kits was one thing right now. What I'm, what I'm really, really like into is, uh, like, photo edge stuff but also yes. um uh, like detail like wires and just various things there's a lot of brands but there's also some brands overseas um you know like zoom on is one of them yeah i have their stuff in route and um and i'm going to continue working with them you know they're super cool you know got the stuff yeah, out, shout to, out me. to zoom on for carbon fiber i got a bunch of the carbon fiber uh sheets nice. for a project that's coming up in the in hopefully the end of this year that's what's up. Yeah, like I, I mean, I, I saw some posts, you know, like even recently where people were like, "Hey, you know, does anybody have an extra part, you know, zoom on of this?" Like, I kind of mm -hmm. like they needed it now, you know. Yeah. And in my mind, I was like, "Man, you know, I wish I would have that stuff already." Because then, things like that, you know, you could come through. Um, I mean, people can always order direct from them. That's fine, and mm -hmm. and you know that option's always going to be there, but. I also want to have uh, an option here in the States, you know, that if people need something or they need to get it, they can get it from me and I can ship it out right away. And, um, and it'll be there in like yeah, a week or yeah, so. I could come through, you know, with that. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of different um, parts and, and it's cool. Like people suggest brands and things to me. So a lot of that stuff helps, you know, all that um, information, it definitely does help. But, you know, my, um, Definitely, my goals are for sure to have a a store like brick and mortar, but mm -hmm. but I also you know like kind of what you said is like various locations like you know the idea of that doesn't scare me it doesn't or it doesn't make me feel like nah it's not possible I know it is possible for yeah. sure you know and and not just here in the states like it could even happen you know outside of the country you know and mm -hmm. I don't know <laughs> it could be if you if you really want to think of something very lucrative, you know, or, or yeah. a plan. I mean, it, it's just planning, bro. It's just a business plan and, and going forward with it. And, you know, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what's up though in the future, you know, but, um, hopefully, you know, one goal and, and I'll throw it out right now in the, into the universe, but one goal for sure would be, um, to have it established to a point where Aoshima wants to do a collab with Scale Riders. Scale Riders collaboration with Aoshima that, you know, a kit gets made, it has the branding of the two brands on the box, and then we also, you know, it's almost like what they do with, like, Liberty Walk, 
you know? Mm -hmm. They do Liberty Walk Edition, and then you're getting parts that are Liberty Walk in there, you know? Um, who knows, man? It could be it could be a car that hasn't been done, or it could be a, a car that's going to get modded out to be, you know, like a Scale Riders Edition or whatever, you know? But definitely that that is one company I would for sure, for sure, you know, want to do some type of collab, you know? Um I mean, we see it all the time with with uh, different companies, you know, that collab with other people, mm -hmm. you know, brands that, that work with other. And it's just like, you know, why not? You know, and but it takes time, you know, it does take time. It takes time. But that that's definitely one for sure that I, I definitely envision like on there. Definitely. But um, and it can happen. Yeah. Like, let's just make sure everyone after they finish listening go and petition to petition. have Tamiya reach out to skillwriters.com and see what they can do. Let's get all the Liberty Walk kids in that store and never run out and let's get some new stuff, you know, like, you know, get a Liberty Walk Sylvia in that shop. Let's get a Liberty Walk S13, the, uh, all the Liberty Walk kids that or actually let's scan every last Liberty Walk car that they've made all the way back to the s13 the white one that uh uh kai what was his name uh, uh Kato kai? or yeah 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 let's get his s13 <laughs> in the kit form let's do that how about that that would be a, an anniversary to liberty walk if that's the case the first rocket bunny pandem kit dang and all it was a front it was just a front bumper and a ducktail and an extension on the lower bumper and and maybe those tiny over fenders, but it wasn't the the stage ones. It was just like those cheap uh, archways, the cheap uh, fenders. But again, that's still a, an anniversary kit that you could release with options to build a three in one or to build. They don't call them three in ones. They just have additional parts. So it's like, there you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's a lot of stuff, man, you know, so yeah. we'll see what's up in the future. You know, definitely um, the shop, I, wa I want it to be very accessible where there's a lot of different things that you can get, you know, and because um, I, I don't know who, who knows what's going to happen in the future. If, you know, throughout the years, brick and mortar stores, some of them have been closing down throughout the states. Uh, I feel like I'm not going to get political on this um i just will reach it at a standpoint of consumer and the i guess the knowledge of like uh business-minded people that own places um one it's always about location right like you want to know how your market is going to get reached uh and what customers are in that area two how is your marketing if that makes sense and how much is it going to cost you to market an advertisement. Uh, three, it's it's uh, how is how is it how is this place being marketed? Is it being online? Is it being a newspaper? Is it being through the internet? You know, can I Google you? Can I? And if it's like, no, I only have business cards, or oh no, I only you know do this. That's gonna hurt you in the future, right? And and then and that's what I noticed. A lot of mom and pop shops around here uh, have started dying out after 2020. 2021 it's because no one was talking about it no one was actually like going to hobby shops they were all going 
to knit like socks and bake bread and come up with like some crazy ways to work out or or do something on TikTok and it's like dang like hobby hobbies you know like aren't hands on as much unless you saw it on on a, on a social media platform and I will still mark that as hobbies will never be seen unless it's on social media platforms. I guarantee it. Facebook, I'm sorry, but you will never see it on Facebook anymore. Like that was a good form at that point. See, just just like uh, back then on Lay It Low, uh, that was a forum before Facebook, and then it was from Lay It Low, and then Facebook, and then Facebook, and now it's Instagram. You yeah. know, and it's like, where is it going to go from there? Because right now, Instagram is is a giant, and until like, like I said in, in uh, episode 80, it's like until something bigger than Instagram comes out where you can and TikTok, I don't even like I I would say like is a platform in that sense, but it's different. And it people are people are ruthless on TikTok. It's either you make or break. And it's like, you know, you'll have someone like, oh, look, like how I released that video today of uh, Iceman's uh, Metro Van. Somebody can go on there and, and, and message uh, if it was on TikTok and I had like, you know, added a stitch to it. Someone would be like, oh, man, this is the worst kid ever. You should go kill yourself. And it's like, oh, like, uh-huh. dang. Versus <laughs> on Instagram, people are like more adult. Like they get it. They know it's a hobby and they're not going to bash you. They just like to see more creative things on Instagram versus TikTok. It's just ignorance. Uh, it's like almost like an addictive ignorance. It's like if somebody's doing something stupid or doing something creative, no matter what, you're going to have somebody to bash you regardless. Social media is the easiest way to be a bully. I will still say that to this day. <laughs> it is. It definitely is. Um, yeah. But now you're right. I mean, companies don't jump on social media. And I just feel like, you know, they've been they've been doing it for so many years that, you know, to the point where it's, you know, they look at it as like, you know, what's word of the mouth? You know, we still get our regulars yeah. and that's good enough. But you know, the, that overhead keeps climbing up every year, mm-hmm. you know, that doesn't stop. So it's like at some point, you know, things could happen in the economy where you go, oh, man, our regulars, our locals, they, they're they not coming in anymore. Yeah. So now you're like, man, and that's when if you were online or, you know, you have clients now all over the U.S. that, mm-hmm. could, that could come through and uh, order or buy from you. And, um, and sometimes too, it's, it's like, um, you know, I, I want to say maybe a year ago or two years ago, there was a hobby shop that closed down in Northern California. And this was a, a hobby shop that I know Luis Cano would frequent mm-hmm. there. And I remember him telling me, Hey, you know, this day is like the last day of the shop. And I had another friend who was telling me too, Oh yeah, that's the last day. I'm going to, I'm going to go, you know? And every and he he went and he said everybody who was there was just buying stuff, right? Yeah, they were just probably like buying in bulk. Yeah, they, just, they were cheaper yeah, prices. Everything was cheap. They were just buying everything out and whatever. And um and then you know people were so like bummed out, like oh man, like this sucks. You're going out of business. And, and I, then it's like it's like where were you guys at when I when I was still in business? Well, like what's well, up the, with that? The thing was is the dude the dude was getting kind of pissed, like the owner, because he was like, I'm not going out of business, I'm just retiring, like I'm done, you know? So it, mm-hmm. it was like uh people were getting the wrong message thinking like, oh they're you know, like 
the economy jacked them up, you know. No At one... least he made some money, though. No, that dude did. But, but he was like, dude, like, I think he they even did, like, a thing on the news. Yeah. And he was like, yo, I'm not, like, I'm not hurting. Like, I'm cool. I'm just, re- I'm old. Like, I'm retiring. I'm done. Like, yeah. I, I got to move on. You know, me and my wife, we're done. We got other things to do. We're going to, like, travel the U.S. or whatever. And, um... And it was just kind of kind of a trip, you know, but um, having a conversation with my friend, he was telling me, you know what, that location was dope. Um, the layout of the place was pretty cool. And that's fine that they retired. But what would have been even cooler is if before they retired, if they would have just hired some younger people to operate, the, operate the place. Right. And, yeah. and still have them manage it. They don't have to be there all the time. But it's almost like, you know what? This is our business. Let's just have fun with it. Like, mm-hmm. like let's not take it so serious that we have to be like, oh, you know, we got to look at every, like, every cent that's coming in, you know, or going out. It's just, you know what? Let them handle it. You know, we'll do the rest. And that way we could retire and do our thing. And then we just check in once in a while and and you know what maybe one of them might see a future that he might even just want to just buy the business off of us and run with it you know and but but it all comes down to the person some people are are down and some are not you know and i'm sure that person was just like you know what i'm done like i did this for so long and yeah and it's like a a a final thing and and it is what it is you know like um my my father you know, he has a flower shop and yeah. he's the main, he's like the main floral designer that, that yeah. does like all the, you know, majority of the work designs. And I mean, it's going to come to a point where my, I know my father's going to be retiring probably yeah. within like maybe three years, four years. I mean, he could still continue on, but I mean, my father's already in his sixties and, yeah. and it's just like, nah, you know, how, like how much is, do you have to beat up your body? You know? So mm-hmm. like, you know, I could be saying the same thing like that. Like, oh, why don't we hire like a younger person? And, you know, and that's fine. But the thing with this, it's a little different. It's because the brand has my father's name on it. Yeah. And it's like years, like 25 years of, you know, of branding that name in the city. Yeah. That it could all go down. Like, And, and it's failed swoop. It's just done. Right? Though. It's yeah, it's done. So, so, so um, I look at it different. I look at it more as like, you know what? We don't, we don't even have to sell this business. Like you, we could just close its doors and be done with it. But and yeah, some people are gonna be bummed. Like, oh, that's it, it's done. You know? Yeah. But, and 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 a lot of people always say, oh, why didn't you sell it? Why didn't you sell it? And nah, because it still continues as a brand. Um, yeah. There's various options that I'm talking to my dad like about saying converting to online. Yeah. And delivery. Like, well, that, but then again, um, even um, like like education with that. Ooh. You know, that's that's another direction where I go, look, like I tell my dad, you know, you, you know how to give instructions. You know how to speak, you know, fluent mm-hmm. Spanish, English. And like we could create, you know, some education because you know some stuff that people want to learn. And I mean, there's, mm-hmm. you know, obviously there's hundreds and hundreds and thousands of designers everywhere. But mm-hmm. everybody has their own technique, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, that's something that we could still continue branding. like. Yeah, because and... you guys can do, like, a fusion floral. I mean, you can you can take that name if you want to. But, you know, like a fusion floral, uh, 
arrangements and and guess what there you go you've just rebranded your your shop yeah like i just i just want to um you know give give some ideas but make them happen with my father so this way at least i know that when when he says all right i'm done at least yeah. you know he's still like not doing so much but he's still getting yeah. some you know like making some money off of like having after the legacy because it sucks when like think about it like somebody puts in so much work you mm -hmm. finally retire and sometimes you don't even have like nothing in your savings nothing like you're done no yeah. 401k nothing because you're working for yourself and it's almost like you're like dang like i'm old now i beat myself up and mm -hmm. i have no i have no money like like i don't know like i thought i had this all planned out but it, it didn't work out you know, and that happens sometimes. But then some other people know they plan it out. You know, they, they they plan out. You always have to plan out like an exit. Sometimes, you know. Yeah. Um, and to see like wh what's gonna happen. I know, like for me, like when that time comes, you know, hopefully, you know, I see myself like the the online storm being like on another level where now it's like, you know, I don't have to. Be like, oh man, I gotta get two, three, four jobs. You know what I mean? Like, this is my main yeah. job. This is what I do. Like, this is all what I do, and and I'm loving it because I'm communicating with all you guys, and I'm just like, it's like I'm checking in to make sure, like, yo, like, you know, what do you guys need? Or what do you, you know? Or check yeah. this out. Um, I got this new. I discovered this new stuff. Or I figured this works with this, and um, and go from there because, mm -hmm. yeah, it, it, I feel like. To me, it's it's almost like the job. I still look at it as like the job of a DJ. Um, uh, or a true DJ is gonna search for the music. It's gonna go look. It's gonna dig deep, deep. Find out what samples rabbit, you can find. Rabbit and, and holes, how to, rabbit yeah. holes of different various genres. And the minute the dude plays, no one's gonna tell him what to play. He's gonna yeah. play what he discovered, and he's gonna introduce it to you by playing it out. That's a fact. And, and it's going to turn heads like, yo, I never heard that before. Or mm -hmm. like, wait, wh what is that? You know? It's going to make people want to shazam it on their phone or whatever, mm -hmm. right? When you, when you find Spotify the right... Now. When you find the, the right records, boom, that's what's going to happen. And that's the same way I feel with like hobby tools, materi mm -hmm. materials, even kits. I mean, yeah, there's some kits that, you know, that everyone kind of knows them or they come out, but then they kind of stopped printing them for a while too. And then we're like, man, it's like right now, like where's all the 64 Impalas by Ravel? Where are they at? Yeah, where are they? You know, <laughs> people keep hitting me up. Yo, you still got this? You, you still got any of these? I'm like, no. Yeah, where are they at? You, you're the one who's stashing them out. <laughs> I was like, I don't even have them for myself. Like, like they're done. Like, I don't have anything, you know? And, and it's just like the only thing I can get is a 62, 66. And that's cool, but later... Like even those, like I feel like those are unappreciated. Like they're coming out and they're yeah. available, but watch, those are gonna be done for a while, and and everyone's gonna be like, "All right, you still got, you know, where's the sixty twos at? Where's the sixty sixes?" I know you got some sixty twos. Yeah, and then it's just like, dude, they're 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 out of print. Like until they do another run, you know, just like the Cadillacs. Yeah, man, and and it's uh, it's interesting. Like the whole, you know, the whole spectrum of it but um i mean it's exciting times bro we're living it right now you know yeah. by what's coming out but also but by what you guys are creating you know um 
So you're also, you're doing something different. You're working at a larger scale. Uh, the low mad nomad. Yes, tell sir. Me, tell me about it. All right. So this year, uh, honestly, uh, so last year, at the end of last year, I was talking to a couple of friends. I was talking to Dennis actually mainly about this whole project. Uh, no one else knew about it until I started talking to everyone else about what I needed. Uh, but Dennis was the main, main dude uh, who I've been chatting up with about this project because I was like, no one that I've seen is building these kits because they would get them and they'd be like, yeah, I got the 116 uh 56 uh bel air i got the 11655 i got the 11657 i got the 115 or 116 um nomad and i'm just like man that's sick i wonder what that kit looks like and everything that i searched up to find this it was all just the box art like that that's like that that was discouraging as it is because i was only seeing box art like no one built it like no one was building this thing. And if they did, they didn't know what parts to get or how to make it. So they would just build it box stock. And I'm like, this is lame. Like I, I like, <laughs> I, I like, was like, man, I'm just going to waste my time and money on this. But it was like, I was like, you know what? I was like, how about this? How about we reach out to the sources that we do have, see what we can cook up in the kitchen and, and go from there. And I sent out a message to Gavin. I was like, yo dog, I need some pumps some solenoids, some batteries. I need the full works for this car. And he's like, all right, I got you. And then I was like, I also need some wheels. And then it's funny because he posted those uh, 116 wheels already on his on his site. Mm-hmm. And I totally didn't think about it. And I was like, dang, I need those wheels. Uh, That's crazy. And oh, I was going to ask you, are those, those that he had posted, is that the scale for the, uh, for the RC hoppers? I think it is. Okay. I was just wondering. Yeah, I, th- I think it is. Um, and they are like, like they, someone was saying that they look too small. And I was like, no, these are 13s. It's just a big car. Like mm-hmm. trying to put 13s on a 76 Caprice. Are you going to do that? It looks nice, but are you going to drive it? Nope. Uh, <laughs> it's like putting 13s on a 95 Cadillac. You know, like it looks nice, but are you going to drive it? Maybe down the street until the show and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just to, just to set up. Yeah, so it's like I tried to change up the the uh, the formula on this on this kit, and was like, you know what? I'm just gonna build a classic lowrider because like that's all my style is for lowriders. It's like I love classic lowriders, but also with a modern twist. And I was like, you know what? This year is the year that I try and reach outside that box, like I did with. The Lambo truck and uh, the Datsun drift truck and, you know, a few other builds that uh, are no longer with us because they did sell this past year um, for a decent, decent price at the Acme show. Nice. So that, that, that boosted my, I guess, my confidence on building because I I, like going to, like, I will say going to these other shows and seeing these like older guys you know, that have time to build, I get it. Like, you know, like the detail, they go into certain things and you wouldn't expect this would work, but it works and it's simple things. And it's like, dang, like, I get it. I mean, yeah, I travel a lot, but just focus on on what you know works and don't try and change things that you you will have longer time to, to deal with, you know? And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy that kit. I'm going to figure it out. Um, and I couldn't find the kit in store. Until you posted it on your website. 
Dang, the plug. No. And I was like, this boy got me. I was like, I was like, yeah, I need that kit. Because it, it, it was like very difficult to find it. Like I like I saw it everywhere in Hobby Lobby, didn't realize that I needed it. And then I saw the convertible and the 57 convertible and the, the, the Firebird or the Thunderbird. And I was like, I will never build those because they don't have anything for them. And I was, you know, thinking pretty like basic. And then I was like, you know what? Screw it. I see all this stuff that's available. 3D printing is available. Here we go. Let's go for it. And that's when it turned into what it was. And I was trying to get that done for NNL West. And everything just kind of like snowballed after that. And I was like, all right, well, no rushing this. And this, this is probably that one thing that was like, you know what? Stop trying to rush things and just build it. You know, just build and keep it simple. And that's what I was trying to do. And I was like, all right, so now this kit has everything that you can possibly think of and you can't skimp on detail because it's a big kit. So then that's why I was like, all right, how do you get this kit as low as possible? And that's when I started cutting things away. I started cutting everything that didn't belong that I could remanufacture or refabricate. So the frame, I cut it out of the molded chassis and the detail in that frame was fantastic. Nice. It's just the chassis was terrible. Like the the chassis plate is terrible. Like it like the detail was minimal. Um, it could have been better. Like some of the 124 scale like chassis are three thousand times better. Um, and that'll be on like an AMT model. That's sad, right? Yeah, and then and then for being that size too, you would expect it to have like better detail. Yeah. Um, and that was like a, a, a major, like almost like a, a turnoff. Because I was like, what am I doing right now? Like, why am I doing this to myself? Like, I could just go back to building anything else. Putting in mad work right there. So I just say, you know what? I got a Dremel. I got exacto blades. I got my snippers. I got everything I could possibly need as a tool and my display, you know, like sanding sponges. Shout out to display. Um, and I just went to work. That was the very first chapter of that, of that build was cut everything that needs to be cut out and build it the way that you want it. And now that that's done, I can finally finish the interior. I did convert it to right-hand drive. Um, and um, a few other things that are still being in the works now that now that I have time, uh, now it's just time to, to get it all together before the summer. That's pretty cool. You know, um, on your desk, mm-hmm. I noticed you post photos like you have that project and you have other projects. I really like the way you lay out all your stuff on your desk. Oh, yeah. It's like in a small assembly line. Yeah. Is it kind of hard to decide, though, like which one, you know, or is it kind of the mood? Like when you sit down and you go, all right, I'm going yeah, yeah, to just yeah. mess with this one right here. It is definitely what mood I feel like uh, in the week because since I've been working on the 64 for years now, it's like, oh, that's never going anywhere because I can still keep uh, evolving that build to a point to where it's like it's going to finally be perfect because, again, I don't want to rush it because I don't want that passion for this build to fleet. Uh, And then I still have the Lambo truck kind of hidden in the back uh, because that's actually now uh, turning into a trade build with Oxscale 
uh, models. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, a Lambo truck that's getting traded for another build, uh, but I do have two more Lambo truck commissions. Nice. So in the works. You have like a lot of parts on, huh? like stacked up for those, like to be modifying yes, I do. them. Nice. That's what that's what I've been doing behind the scenes, collecting, and also actually now that 3D printing is even better, I can get the better version of the engine. And any type of uh, style of engine I want from the Lamborghini. Mm -hmm. When when Depending, um when you get the engines, it, do you have to do a lot of cleanup, or is it very minimal? It's extremely minimal. Like the only cleanup I may have to do is the the tiniest of the uh, support nibs, but that's it. Like there's minimal cleanup. That's cool. And then Just, um, do you, what's your process with like washing the parts and all that? Like getting them prepped uh, for a primer. Isopropyl alcohol and water. Cool. Best, best, uh, best idea I can come up with: isopropyl alcohol and water. That, uh, that, only be that almost sounds like a song. Oh yeah, right. It should be mixtape coming twenty twenty four. Isopropyl alcohol and water. Yeah. <laughs> That's like a hook now. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, like, cause I feel like with resin, you don't have to like use soap and water because it, it can probably like deteriorate the resin if if you know your chemical properties. Isopropyl alcohol is actually a really good component as far as like cleaning resin parts. Uh, if a lot of people didn't know that, now you know. I did not know that. Yeah, don't use acetone. You're gonna like screw yourself. Yeah, yeah, that stuff's kind of harsh and all that acetone. Yeah, that stuff's going to melt your stuff or it's going to, like, destroy it. So, yeah. But alcohol, um, you can do, like, a, like, like as far as water per alcohol, you can do two to one or three to one water per alcohol. It's, it's like, not as as critical. You All you're doing is just setting it in the the uh, bath just to get rid of the starches, almost like preparing, preparing uh, rice. You get rid of the starches and then you uh, put it in cold water and then you let it sit to dry. Mm. And then you can even put it out in the sun so it can harden even more depending on the, the print quality. Yeah. And, and then that's when you can, you know, lightly sand it with like a thousand grit or even like an 800 grit and then filler primer and then you're good to go. Mm hmm. And um, when when you're working on your on your projects, like, is there like, what do you do when when you're a little burned out or tired or maybe not in the mood, but but you're it's like you want to build, but you're kind of being a little resistant. Like, what is it that makes you break through that to continue <laughs> on? I actually just chill out and jam some music. To be honest, yeah. Um, do you, I listen to. Uh, almost like, well, I've been on this like 80s wave kick since last year or uh, Travis Scott, but uh, I just chill out and like get on my couch and, and relax. And then I, th I think about all the bills that I have had that were failed bills that sat to the side and I just would never touch them again. And then I also think about, you know, like being that kid that always wanted that kit and had all these ideas. And so I would just sit there and sketch. You know, I would just sit there and sketch the ideas out. Mm -hmm. And and br bringing up that you br you brought up, what is it called? Would you call it a failed kit? 
or Phil Blood? Yeah, Phil, Phil Cates. Phil okay, Project. so like, what happens to those? Do you toss them? Do you, <laughs> do you just keep them somewhere, like in a closet, never to be seen, and then you see them when you're like, you know, making room or looking for parts? All right, so here's how you punish yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So recently, I already like. Somewhere around, I think August or September, I was building the uh, the VIP Toyota Crown uh, athlete or something like that, and it was the older uh, Junction Produce kit, the like the original Junction Produce kit, and not the Repop. And I was going smooth, like the body color, perfect. And then I was going to lay the 2K clear, and I think it was too cold in my apartment and it started flashing on just the trunk. And I was like, 2K doesn't do that. So I was like, what the heck? And uh, yeah, it it got too cold in here and that's what screwed it up. And I just was like, you know what? Screw it. I just like let it dry and just put it right back in the box. But I I set that box next to me to to like kind of like, show like look don't make this mistake again because if you do you're just going to keep making that same mistake over and over and over and over and you're not going to learn so you either sit there and you deal with it or you don't make that same mistake again and do better the next time so you have to like punish yourself uh and and because if you put it in a box and set it away it's just going to collect dust and then you may or may not get to it or you're just going to sell it and just or get rid of it or trash it you know And I'm, you know, I, I started rebuilding kits, you know, and stuff like that. And it's like, that's almost going back on my own words. It's like, there's always a redemption for a kit. You just have to like, look past the ugly, you know, you gotta look past your mistakes. Everyone has a reflection. You just got to look past your own mindset. Right. Mm -hmm. It's funny how you say you have punishers. I feel like um, a lot of the kits that I've worked on, it's like, they're all punishing me. Like I see them mm-hmm. and um, cause you know, I have like some of them, I would say half of them. I put them in a bigger, big box, like just stacked mm-hmm. in there. And I put that box away, like in the, in the garage. Gee. Right. I don't want to look at those right now, but the ones mm-hmm. that I'm like, Oh man, the contenders. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I want to work on this one. Like these still yeah. get me excited. I have them in my room, like in the closet. And, um, but once in a while, you know, like, when every time I open that door from the closet, I feel like I'm punishing myself right there going, ah, you know, mm-hmm. and then, um, on the weekends, you know, like on a, you know, like, let's say like a Saturday night or whatever, you know, everyone's asleep and I'm thinking like, oh, cool. I'm going to, I'm going to work on, you know, a model right now. I'm going to continue. Yeah. So then I'm undecisive of which one to work on. <laughs> so then. By the time I go, all right, I'm going to work on this one, I start looking at the time and I'm like, man, it's already late. Like, yeah. And I got to do something in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, man, I just like wasted time right there, you know, trying to decide. So then what always ends up happening sometimes on the Saturday nights is I end up pulling out all those kits and, um, and I open them one by one. And then I open them and I take out the kit and I start looking at, you know, like one of them's like a 49 Merc, like the, uh, mm-hmm. the AMT version. And I'm looking at it and I'm just seeing whatever modifications I did to it, you know, years back. Mm-hmm. And, and they're all like in the primer stage, you know. And then I start noticing like, you know, areas where, oh, I need to sand that. I need to smoothen this out. So then 
you know, I start looking at all of them, dude. Like, and I've already done this so many times, but I keep doing, yeah. it, keep doing that. And then um, eventually, it'll get to the point where I go, all right, I have like three kits of the same, like the same car, but just three individual kits. But they're not all complete, you know. Like, there's missing parts. So I, yeah, I try to like, like jack parts. All right, I'm gonna complete this mm-hmm. one. So I'll complete one, and then the other one's semi-complete, and then the third one's like not complete at all. It's just. Nothing. You won't catch me doing that. It's, no. just, it's just loose parts, you know? And then, yeah. um, like, I don't know what it was, bro, but this last weekend, I mocked up um, one of the, the 49 Fords, AMT. Yeah. And I just mocked it up like stock. But the wheels were the model house wheels mm-hmm. with the ca- Cadillac caps. Yeah. And I really liked the way that looked, right? And I was telling myself, man, like... Just looking at it, mocked up like this, not even slammed, not even like super low, just what like the height that it is with mm-hmm. those wheels. I really like it. I don't even want skirts on it. And like in my mind, in my vision right there, I was already thinking like, all right, I think when I do this one, because I put everything back in that box, even the wheels, I tossed them in there. And I was already like setting myself up like, all right, this is definitely going to be one that I uh, I do want to do somewhat stock, you know, it's just, yeah. if anything, the wheels that are going to be different from, from, you know, the, the ones that it comes with, but, you know, before I get to that, I definitely, um, I want to finish up that Lamborghini, the Liberty walk one. Mm-hmm. That's the one that like I have right there on my, on my desk, you know, I pull it out and, and stuff. I'm just, I'm waiting on some parts. To, okay, I was like, that's the one that I, I feel like you should definitely yeah. finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sick. Like, I'm, wait, I'm just waiting. I already have, like, the paint selected of what I'm going to do with it and everything. And it's just, you know, like, I'm just I'm just waiting for some parts um, that I'm going to use from Zoom on. And, uh, okay. And it's just, like, once I get that, I'm going to do, the like, some fittings and whatnot. And then, all yeah. right, cool. It's good to go. You know, You know what's so crazy about that kit when I opened it? It straight up reminded me of a Gundam kit. Like straight, no way. Straight up, dude. Like the trees, like every, uh, all the parts, the way they were like just set. I was like, dude, like they straight up. It's like, they, you, it was like you straight can't up. can't tell me that. It was like, it, I, dude, it was, it, I felt like I was opening a master grade kit. Ooh. I was like, yo, this is dope. And, you know, even the, the booklet. When, mm-hmm. you, when you look at the instructions, it's even like a Gundam book. Like, it's all color. Oh, no. And I was, oh, no. I was like, yo, this is so dope. And then I, uh, you know, I cut all the pieces out of the tree or whatever. And I was like, let, yeah. me, let me test fit everything. Everything fits so perfect. Even the, the like, the, to camber it and do it and all that. Yeah. Like, all that tooling is is new. It's different. Like, oh, none, of, none of the Aoshima kits have that. And and I was like on this Lambo, it it was just it was just different, bro. I'm gonna have to send you some photos of, yeah. of the thing. But you know, I've been waiting to get that kit, and I like I I have to wait to see someone else build it. I've seen a lot of people build it, and even at that this recent show mm-hmm. that we were in uh, in in New Braunfels, a New Braun. And anyway, that was down here. I saw one at the table. Uh, not sure who built it, but it was it. It just looked stock. I mean, it looked box stock, and I was like, yeah, okay, that, you know, all right. Yeah, but it's like it's too 
to see to, to you know to see like somebody else build it you know like that's that custom builds it then i'll be like all right i know what scale i need to like you know reach no nah, yeah i I feel though i feel like even if you get your hands on it you're gonna do something different you're gonna modify it like crazy yeah. so but it's it's dope dude like um i don't know when i opened it i was like wow like you could tell this is all new like new tooling and it's funny because i remember uh like when i had posted the car on instagram somebody had commented saying like how Aoshima dropped the ball on this one. That they got lazy. Like it was just so funny. Like, like being super negative, right? And I mean, yeah. I, I I don't know. What am I gonna say? Like I'm not the owner of Aoshima, you know. I'm like whatever yeah. about it. And um and it was funny because then later there was another post I posted like weeks later about something else, and the same dude said something negative about that too. And I'm just going, damn, this dude just like complains, you know yeah he's just a complainer i mean that's fine but i just thought it was funny and um but in my mind i'm like yo this this kid's pretty cool i don't see like nothing bad with it and it's very minimal too so it's Mm -hmm. like you know the the body is like beautiful all the pieces that attach to it just fit like a glove um you know so there's really not too much crazy work that you have to do to it you know obviously the focus is going to be Definitely going to be that stance, that look for that mm-hmm. car. The color, you have to be, you know, very like what color you're going to go with, with that car to make it look super mean. Mm-hmm. And I mean, honestly, any of those Lambo colors is, is fine that Splash has, you know. Yeah. But um, I mean, if someone wants to customize something like, you know, do it. But it, it just looks dope, dude. And um, when I mocked it up, I just can't keep my eyes off of it. Like. I like the way it looks. There's other versions. There's a couple other versions that are gonna. I mean, they're out in Japan. It's just you know they're taking forever to get here, and uh, the other ones are gonna have more like some minimal body mods, but also like the mm-hmm. the wing is gonna be in the back. And um, I don't know, but this one just looks cool, dude. But it it definitely it's a good promo for sure, dude. It it definitely made me feel like I was opening up a master grade Gundam King. <laughs> You cannot be telling me that. I'm serious. Uh, I was telling that to Dennis too, dude. I was going like, yo, you're not going to believe, but dude, this kid, I, I feel like they were like, it's almost like Aoshima ran out of, uh, like their machines weren't working and they went ahead and hit up Bandai and was like, yo, mm-hmm. can, you, can you guys like, you know, print this and, and box it up for us? We're going to send you over, you know, yeah. all the blueprints and everything. And they just put it on their machines and, and changed the, because the, they had a plate, you know, they had a plate and they're like, all right, we'll just press this really quick. And they just started pressing it, but it had the body molds instead of like pressing the, the fenders together. Somebody glued it, molded it and then pressed it instead of like, you know, pressing the fenders separate. That's what they did. And, that, to make it, and that's the thing that's, that's pretty cool is like, I mean, that's how you don't have to do any work really. You just have to, you know, whatever, if you want to do uh clean up on the, like deep in the, the lines. Yeah, but I mean, it's all molded on there. Yeah, you know, and um, I don't know. It's 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 just pretty cool, kit, bro. It's pretty pretty tight, but that's one that I definitely want to um, uh, tackle on that, and then you know go from there. But I'm kind of the same like you, you know, like it, depending the mood I'm in, the days, yeah, is what I'm gonna mess with, like. There was times where even like a 164 scale, like 
diecast car, I'll, I'll start mm-hmm. messing around with that. Just because I don't know, uh, it, it just it'll interest me, you know. And then, and then out of the blue, I'm like, oh, let me bust out a Gundam just to you know put it together. See, that's a, that's that's what I feel like. Uh, yeah, we had this. We we had we touched base on that like back then uh, on like the the stuck in a fog um, since uh, I guess syndrome, and it was like uh, like how do you break away from that brainstorm or that brain fart or that fog? And it's like you gotta like you can't eat the same food every day, uh, all day every day. You're gonna get tired of it. Um, and and then that's you know like other than like for me it's it's pasta it's spaghetti. I will never get tired of pasta or spaghetti, you know, like that's something that just is my thing. I don't get it. But then I'll also like smash on on Mexican food Mm -hmm. all day, any day. Do you cook the pasta though? Or do you go get it somewhere? Oh, no, no. It has to be home cooked. Angel hair pasta or rigatoni. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and, you know, cook everything's from scratch pretty much except for the pasta. You got to buy the pasta, but yeah. 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 Um, but it's like it's like the ingredients that you have to put together that gives you that that want for the food even more. Like cooking carne asada, like you know, like you know the process. You you can't just you can go pick it up, but it won't be the same. You know, if if you have like a family member cooking it, you know you're gonna be in that backyard for a hot minute before it's done. Mm. But that's what gives you that incentive, that want for it, uh, or or some caldo uh, de Mm-hmm. Like it's like that process of cooking the soup uh, and, and the little like pasta for it and the veggies. It's like that's what drives that like like that want for it. So it's like all these different builds are different types of foods that you're building or putting together for the with the ingredients. And it's like that's what's kind of cooking, you know, in the kitchen. And it's like you know what? By the time it's done, it's going to be perfect, or it's going to taste delicious, or it's going to be worth the wait. Uh, and so like, anytime I get on a fog, I'm like, guess what? I'm either going to go chill and get away from it immediately. So I don't like rack my brain on it. I'm going to draw something that goes specifically to that build. Cause if I'm overthinking, I'm just going to draw on one page and draw everything that's on my brain so that anything that's on that page, I can go back to and be like, okay, this was an idea that I really wanted to do. And this is an idea that I just wanted to test out. And it's like, I don't know which one's going to work. So I just go with what I, I want to work. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, now that we have the new month for the build off, uh, it's all curbside. So there's not too much that goes to a curbside. But this was right before, right before that build off. I was already starting the GTR because everyone was building it. And I was like, you know what? I have that kit that, you know, you sent. And then I have the other kit that I, I like I already received. And so I was like, all right, sweet. I have an idea for these. These should be easy. Um, those are already set in stone. I'm not overcomplicating those. But the curbside build uh, is already like pretty much ready to good to go. It's just the weather here has been like cold. So it's like not easy to paint because um, I don't want to make any mistakes on the paint, but I'll put it in a primer. At least primer, you can easily get that done because it doesn't really matter as much in the weather because it'll smooth itself out with the uh, Mr. Surface or the Tamiya Prime. Mm-hmm. Which uh, on Mr. Surface, what what number do you get? I have the Mr. Surface 1000. Okay. Yeah, I bought nothing but Mr. Surface 1000. Yeah, I um, 
I was I remember back then reading reading on it and it was saying like the number five hundred is like more coarse. Yeah. And then as the number goes higher, it gets finer. Mm-hmm. So the one thousand and I believe the twelve hundred and fifteen hundred. And fifteen hundred, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So yeah, the the one thousand. That's that's a cool one. It's like a midpoint. Yeah, that's the best midpoint because when I sprayed the uh, sixty four Impala with the one thousand, I. Let's going back to the story. Like after I like cleaned up the the body trim of the car, I did minimal body prep. I just removed the trim and hit it with I think 280 grit just to just to like clean it up. And then I hit it with a 400 and a 600 pad. Just slightly, just no water, nothing, just lightly sanding and smoothing it out. Uh, and then I was like, you know what? I guess it's time to prime it. And then that took like a whole like two years to get it primed. But once I primed it, I didn't realize how smooth it was because it came out perfect. Dang, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I uh, I I've been wanting to get some of those cans. I just haven't. I've just been sticking to the Tamiya. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I feel like they're like it's like the same thing, you know? It is. Pretty much just, it's like, there's just one company, one factory that makes it and they're just bottling it different, different, yeah. you know, and like, here you go. That's cool though, man. That's, that's cool to hear. Um, that VIP AMG looks awesome too. That you have all mo- mocked up that you're working on. Oh yeah. That one's, that one's like, uh, all the suspension and everything is completed. I just need to paint the interior and then actually get the paint on the car because I already have an idea for the paint scheme. I just like the weather is like, Oh, and well, actually I took that back. I was waiting for the paint color to come in. And when it finally did come in, I didn't get a chance to finish the paint because it was already like 30 something degrees here. Dang. That's really low. Yeah. And so I was like, well, I now I have to wait until it actually like gets warm enough. To be able to like paint mm-hmm. and then get the clear done. Yeah, it, it's it's not that cold. It's cold over here, but not like that. Yeah. You know, no, it's it, <laughs> 30. Like, it might as well snow. Like it's stupid. Mm-hmm. Like we're in Texas and it's like, you know, below 40 and it'll get to 40. And then, or we'll have a good day and it'll be like, oh, it's, it's 70 degrees outside and then it feels nice. But then it's like, I'm busy already. Mm hmm. And um, when you paint, do you paint outside or, or do you have like a, a booth set up somewhere? So, so now that I have the airbrush, um, I I kind of just wait to paint because I don't I I want a booth. Mm-hmm. I really want a booth, but I know I can make a makeshift booth. I can get a cardboard box, um, an AC filter, and a vacuum or something, and just do it that way. Because yeah. I mean, it's makeshift, so. If I if it messes up, guess what? I can just throw it in the trash. Mm-hmm. It doesn't cost me much of anything. Make what, a filter one. for like three dollars? Yeah, true. Um, and it's like there we go, and, and that's the best case scenario. Mm-hmm. But it's like I now that I'm getting, I, I'm good at, I'm better at airbrushing. I feel like like the ideas can flow better. But it's like I'm I'm cleansing that like 
like that stagnant building, I guess, uh, brain fart, you know, that, that's that stagnant brain build or, or some things that's just holding me back. And it's just like, I'm you think, just now getting past that. You think it's maybe like a fear or something like that. It's not going to go the way you want it to go with the airbrush or with the paint. Uh, yeah, because it's like with airbrush, it has to be a specific PSI for certain paints. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you wanted to like add like, you know, crazy detail, you have to like have a certain tip size. You have to have, yeah, all these the, different things that go yeah, into it. There, there is. There, there's a lot of for sure that it makes it like, what the hell? Like you almost, yeah. almost like you gotta write notes, right? But, mm-hmm. um, like what, what, uh, what airbrush do you have right now? Ooh, I have two. I have that one, uh, automatic system, that rechargeable system, which is fantastic. Mm, okay, um, okay. I, I think you did a video on that. I did, and that no. that what's that the does... what's the needle size on that? I think a, you like can actually you or? can actually change you can change the needle size on it. Okay. It comes with a, a three. Okay. But you can you can go oh, up to a five. Got it. And uh, and what's the the like the PSI it normally gives you? Does it even like does it indicate? It, it's I think it's twenty seven. Okay. Okay. And then which is yeah. I mean I don't I don't go that high, but that's that's yeah. good though. That's good. I mean. Um, but you, there's levels to it. You can actually set the levels. The I think the max is like 27. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the for the other brush that you have, what, what so the it? one that actually comes with the pump, it's the the portable one. But it actually gives like a it's like a you it's portable, but it's got a pump to it. Mm. And it's I think that one goes up to 45. Dang, that's that's yeah. a lot. That's too much for a small for a, yeah for a small <laughs> pump, but it's. It's used for um, like makeup okay. and airbrush artists and yeah. uh, food. Okay. Cause, um, but you can, you, you can play with the uh, PSI on the, the air outlet. Yeah, because, I, I mean, o- over the years, I, I was always very, like, you know, like, technical. Like, you know, I, would, I was writing stuff down back then. And, mm-hmm. it, and it wasn't until I started asking people questions, I always had a different answer. Yeah. Right. And I was always like, "Oh, this makes it even worse." Like, mm-hmm. I it was better probably I wouldn't even asked, and because most <laughs> sensors were like, "Oh, I don't know. I just turn it on and it doesn't." Yeah. Sing. It's like, I'm, oh, I'm like, what? Just... Like, I almost felt like, man, am I bothering you by asking you that question? Yeah. So, I don't know. Just just from like, like based off of experience for me, like when I was using whether if it was like House of Color or even uh, like Createx when I tried mm-hmm. it out, um. I I noticed when I had it dialed in anywhere between like 18, 20 PSI, maybe 22 max, but I would say just keeping it at 20, I never had any issues. Like every, yeah. everything was like fine. And um and this is like whether if I was laying down uh like a base coat over my model or even um shooting clear and or even even like flake and all that, right? Mm-hmm. And I just I just remember when when um when I was shooting paint in the very beginning making so many mistakes because I had the PSI very high because I was looking at I was going online and I was reading whatever it said online like the tech sheets. Oh yeah. And, and it was telling me that I needed to shoot this at a very high PSI. PSI. And I was like, "All right, I'm going to follow directions." And then at the same time like the the object that I was shooting 
my airbrush was like too far from it. Mm -hmm. So it was spraying out fast and far. So by the time it was making contact with the car, it had already dried in the air. Yeah. By the time it hit. And then there was all these like little bumps and like dust. Mm -hmm. It was just weird. So then I was thinking about it and I was going like, all right, um, I have wet liquid paint in the cup and I'm shooting it out too fast from far away, you know, and it's not really doing what I, what I'm looking at other people doing it on YouTube, you know? So then I was like, let me slow down. Let me lower the PSI. So I started to lower the PSI trying to figure it out. Once I reached like 18 to 20 PSI. Yeah. And, um, and I just started, um, you know, laying out my paint and, you know, just not having it too far, maybe like three, four inches, like away, maybe just mm -hmm. like, you know, it doesn't almost like be... a, like a comfortable, like distance away. Yeah. Like, you just know what, how far away it should be. Yeah. And even my face was like all up in that too, you know, yeah. like my group, my face <laughs> was right there. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> and, um, and it was just, I love the way it looked. It was like, it, just art, you know, like magic, mm -hmm. like you're seeing color being applied to a piece yeah. of plastic. And, and I just saw the way it covered up the primer and, uh, and then just the light shining on, on it. And I was like, wow, cool. But one of the things I remember when I was using house of color, um, I remember reading online saying like, when you shoot this, it's not going to be like wet. It's going to be like a matte finish. Yeah. So I was like, all right, cool. And it wasn't until the first time that I actually shot the, the clear <laughs> That it was like magic, bro. It, like it, it just, immediately popped in your yeah, face. Yeah, like, it, it's like I opened up a box and this light, bright light was like coming yeah. out of it, dude. And I was like, oh my god, this is what they were talking about, you know? Yeah. And uh, but I, I I remember every time I would shoot clear, something about that with my eyes, I was very attracted to it. So it's like I would just take my time shooting the clear. Like I was like, what's the rush? Like yeah. I, like, this is what I worked so hard building up this model was to yeah. this point. You know, this is the final point. So let me take my time, put it on cruise control, and let me just, you know, start spraying all the layers on each side, panels, everything. And then finally, like, to the point where I'm like, all right, it's done, you know? And, um, and you know, not the first ones were always like, like, oh, shit, like, I killed it. No, no, no. It was, like, till later where I felt very comfortable like cool, but I noticed that as long as I'm not shooting it too fast or like too slow, mm -hmm. too low on the PSI, like you're good, you know. And um, if you look at like splash paints, um, their tech sheets or like the instructions online, they always recommend like 20 PSI up to 25. Yes. And when I look at that, I go, yeah, like I'd go with 20. Like in my mind, like you know. And then when I started to use their um their splash like when i i sprayed um one the the liberty walk the gtr yeah um i did it on 20 psi and then when i shot the the clear the same thing the 20 psi the only difference was i was using two different airbrushes so um when i shot the the color i used my iwata hpcs and mm -hmm. with the three with the three millimeter um tip, okay yeah, yeah or needle yeah. right but yeah. but it really wouldn't matter i could have shot it with the five it would have been fine. yeah but, it's just based on the distance and speed but, at that point but it was more like i wanted to use 
that gun just for that just because that's the one I always use for color. And yeah. then I had a separate airbrush which was the same model, the the HPCS by Iwata, but this one mm -hmm. I converted the needle to a 0.5. So the 0.5 was going to shoot like more more product, right? Yep. Like more clear. So then um with that it's a double action, but when I when what happens with when I'm gonna you know like shoot the clear, or even the paint, you know, first you want to hit all those little areas where um, you know like let's say door jams, mm -hmm. um, areas and all the negative spaces. First. Yes, yeah, get get all that in first. Let that dry for a little bit. Let it flash, and then come back and then start hitting the body, because then this way it kind of evens out, you know. It, it, you don't have any any issues with that. But yeah. I but I like keeping the two guns separate. Like that airbrush to me was like, all right, this you will be a clear gun for like ever. That's the lesson that I learned. That's why I have these two. Um one that has a dedicated compressor with it that won't lose power. Mm -hmm. That's gonna be shooting my my clears. Yeah. Or you know, my clears or my primers, because I have splash paints and clears now. Um shout out to you again for for the for the plug thank you man uh, but it's like that's the one that's doing all the like uh the primers and the clears because that one has the con consistency and speed and i can control it the way i want to the um automatic like the handheld one that one runs the color because it's a consistent like like speed and spray and i can just run a full full color through without having any issues and i can mix it how i want to uh, and still have the consistency of that speed, and I can, you know, run through it without any hiccups. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it's like um, sometimes you just gotta take the plunge, you know. Yeah. Like um, when you're ready, it, it, it's it's um, you know, it's one of those things. Like the the moment that's gonna happen, you have to make sure everything's clear. Like the desk or the work area is like good because yes. I mean, Things can still go wrong, and that's when they get. I get pissed. Like I remember back then, bro. Like having, like a designated room where I would spray, and I remember just like having everything mocked up, laid out. All right, this is what I'm gonna paint, and then I'd be painting and stuff, and then I would turn around, and all of a sudden my my elbow would hit something, Ooh. and something else would fall, <laughs> and I'm like over here making a mess, and I'm going like, what the hell's what going the on? Hell? Like. Yeah. So then I would have to clear that room. Like I would really have to like put stuff away, make sure nothing would be around me, surrounding me, you know, no matter what, if I would turn around in a 360 or whatever, you know, I don't want nothing around me. Like I just came here just to paint or just to clear and that's it. Yeah. You know? And I want to put it away and get out. Um, and uh, it's, it's funny that you say that too. Like, um, like I, I have this conversation with my girlfriend a lot. And I tell her, I, I was like, I need to go to Ikea again and get another table. I need another desk. And she was like, you don't need one. I was like, nah, I, I need a whole another work area. And I have the space for it. Um, it's just storage right now. But I have a whole workspace that is another creative area that I could easily just have only dedicated for uh, either painting, styling, pictures, and then I can keep the dedicated workstation and just get rid of a lot of the clutter. Like I can get one of those uh, Tamiya uh, workstations. I think it's Tamiya. 
uh, the one that you posted uh, recently where it has like the, the storage cases for your recent work mm-hmm. and oh, then the... Uh, um, like the, the ho- uh, ones by a Hobby Zone. Yeah, it's Hobby okay. Zone. Yeah. Um, it's like if I had one of those, oh man, I'd, I'd be set because now I don't have to like store like my glue or anything like under the table in boxes or on top of table in the way of my workspace and I'm just knocking stuff over. It's like, that's all I, that's all I want now is, is just another table from ikea um only i say ikea because they have the table style that i need for the right price and a lot of the other places don't have the right table because it's the style it's also got to be a specific style of table because ikea has the best style of tables Mm -hmm. um unless uh what is that company that makes the uh the cutting board tables or the cutting board mats like if they came out with a table, I'd buy it. Damn. Like if they if they had a dedicated like mat that goes on top of the table mm-hmm. that large, I would buy it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's uh if you have if you want to, you know, it's one of those things, man. It's like I we were saying earlier, it's the time if you need to get it, you need to get it, you know. Yeah. Cuz um it's it's worth to have all your tools and essentials, like things, what you need to get that, that job done, you know, Mm -hmm. because like, it's like, all right, let's say that you had all the Iwata tools right now and you had the compressor, you know, you had the holders for the like alligator clips for all the parts. And then the Tamiya holder for the body, everything. And, and you had like a day off, you're at home. You're like, damn, Mm -hmm. weather's looking great. Everything, Mm -hmm. everything's prepped. Like, now you have everything. Like nothing's holding you back now. Now it's it's totally up to you. You're the only one that's gonna hold yourself back, if you want Facts. to, right? You're only gonna be like, "Fuck, wait, I better not start. I need something else." Nah. Yeah. It's like some. It, it's gonna come to the point where you just gotta step into that stage and you gotta perform. You know, like it's it's that moment. And um, sometimes you know we we work so hard on a bill that we we want that paint to come off really really dope. And mm-hmm. even if something like a hiccup happens, you know, let's say you paint the whole body and then all of a sudden, like on a door or the hood, like just there's a blemish or, or something, you know, you could still, you don't have to really like, um, you know, take all the paint off the whole car again. Mm-hmm. You just, you just gotta like sand that down just a little bit, really light and then hit it again, you know, um, or it also opens up opportunities to like switch it up and add another different color over it or a panel or something, you know? And, um, and no one's going to know nothing until, you know, unless you say something, but until you clear Mm -hmm. that car, it's going to look like that's just the way it was meant to be, you know, because the, the clear and even flake, you know, that's another thing too, you know, um, there's any blemishes you could always cover it up with flake with you know you can layer layer do a panel and then throw some pearl over it like there's mm-hmm. just so many like directions you can go for sure you know but yeah like but it's always going to be up to you whenever you want to do it but yeah don't don't let anything hold you back though you know um but i know it's it's tough though i've been there i've been there where you want to like paint something but you're kind of like Oh, I don't know, you know. You're, yeah, it's like 
you're kind of unsure, but it's like, nah. And even if then, then it, it wouldn't be a bad idea to maybe pull out some of those, uh, those models that punish us and maybe, mm-hmm. maybe paint those like uh, pieces of those just to get a feel for it. Even if it's, just, if it's just to put them in primer or put them in, in purple power and just start from scratch again, or not even from scratch, just just change up the, the mindset mm-hmm. and uh, just go. I mean, you don't have I didn't coin the, the, the term rebuilder series. I just use it in, and use it as a rehabilitation. You know, like it's a rehab for these old kids that aren't bad off, but you can repurpose them, you know? Yeah. That's true. Damn, imagine <laughs> you're when you said rehab, I was like imagining like a rehab facility and everybody in there is like a model builder. Oh man, that would be a dope spot actually. That'd be a dope spot. Yo, we you got, have you have all the time in the day to work on a model. Coffee, we got a DJ, we got uh, uh, a projector that's just playing like old lowrider films or car films yeah. just to keep you boosted. Or uh, like, we have an, I'm like they're talking, like saying, like, man, I, I, my problem is I could never finish a build. <laughs> it's like you know, it's like an AA, but it's like for Models Anonymous, <laughs> and it's like I am a model builder of X amount of years, and uh, I have an addiction, and I also have an addiction with building uh, cars and neglecting them, and then they're just like. Dang. Or like fools are like, you know, there's some people that are like, man, I'm, I'm addicted. I, I blew all my money in Vegas. Yeah. And they're like, man, I blew all my money on model kits. I, I just, I can't get enough. I'm addicted. I just, I just can't get enough of this. And it's just something that just, it keeps me going. And it's like, well, thanks for sharing with us. You know, um, we'll, we'll, you know, take you to the, to this area and we'll, we'll get this sorted out for you. And, you know, like, all these different things. And it's just, <laughs> this whole facility is just a bunch of us just wishing to go back to NNL West or <laughs> go to the next show and and trying to figure out when the next show is. And, and it's just this whole thing that's just painful. Yeah, just walking down the, just walking down the hallway and there's, like, a, a, a door that's open to a room and you're like, who's that dude right there? Because yeah. like, everyone's in their own room. Is like, mm-hmm. oh, that dude, nah, that fool don't talk. What do you mean? He, nah, it's because he, he was, what is he doing? He just sits there and he stares at the calendar. He's waiting for NNL West 2024. <laughs> he's just, he's not going to say nothing, dude, until until the day comes. He's not going to say anything until the day comes. And it's like, well, what about this guy? He's like, well, that guy, that guy's been here for, since we opened this place. And he hasn't been able to build. Yeah, and, All he's been doing is collecting. And OG. And it's just, like, his room, his furniture is nothing but, like, those OG kits that, like, people buy, like, 18 of. Mm-hmm. Like, the Lowrider Cadillacs and the El Caminos and the uh, 63 Impalas. Yeah. It's, like, nothing but that in his room. Like, his bed is just, like, kit boxes, unopened, sealed. Uh, his chair, his desk, his lamp, it's all just <laughs> kit boxes. <laughs> And it's like he never comes out of the room. All he does is just stare at the kids and just hoping that one day that he can find another one to add to the collection. Dang, that'd be crazy. Or like, hey, yeah. what, what happened to this dude? Ah, oh, dude, don't be careful with that dude. Why? And it's just like, nah, dude, it's because his his wife sold all his collection. And they're like, oh, oh, 
oh no dude's and, just and, dude's just pissed <laughs> he's just pissed all the time yeah <laughs> just heated picking fights with everybody because everyone's like either in a certain zone happy and it's like what are you gonna be happy for at least your wife didn't sell your kids and leave you and you're just like jesus guy dang <laughs> but it's like yeah, like you gotta also think about it it's like um like we touched base on this uh like also back on that on that uh, episode it's like this is like a therapeutic thing like you know like that guys have if it's not sports if it's not working in the garage on real cars like this is the cheapest alternative to anything in life if you think about it it's like you go buy a kit. This is a car that you may have wanted in life. This is a car you've probably owned in life. This is a car that you've seen in life that you now can build or you can put your hands on in the cheapest form possible. Because now a lot of these cars are like in the triple digits, like the, <laughs> in the like six figures. No nah, hell yeah. You know you know what's so uh, what's so crazy is um, like you we obsess over these cars, right? And some yeah. and some people say, well, man, they're you know I can't own them in real life, so I'll just build them or whatever, right? Like everyone yeah. has a different different feel or say. And I don't know what it was like when I was when I did the mock up to like that Liberty Walk Lambo. Mm-hmm. I was just staring at it a lot, a lot, and then I went binge watching on YouTube like videos <laughs> on the Lambo, right? Yeah. And then later I sit down. And I'm watching like on the TV and even my daughter's right there and I'm watching like um, clips of there's all these, um, you know, videographers that do like two, three minute video clips of just showcasing the car. Really yeah. dope videos with music and everything. Right. That's funny. You then say I'm it, like, that's physically I'm, what's happening right now. Then I'm like, yo, like I'm going to subscribe to this guy's channel. Yeah. And, and it's not a car show. Nothing. It's just. It's almost like a, a car cruising at night or whatever, like different. It's scenes. like music, music in the cars, yeah. Dude, it's like a music video, like it's just, yeah. so, but it's all about the car. And I was like, yeah. just staring at all that, and I'm going like, man, like the, the more the more I look at this stuff, I'm like, I want a Lamborghini, you know. Yeah. And I start thinking that, and I'm telling myself like. Why can't I have one? Why not? Yeah. Why? Like, what? It, why can I not have one? Like all these fools have them, like some young cats have them, some companies have them, mm-hmm. and and like why can I not have one, right? So then, you know, it's one of those things where you start to, um, like, you think, all right, well, right now, I, for sure, I can't buy one right now, but who knows? In the future, I might be able to, and mm-hmm. but for now, I can build it, you know, like, I can build the model, I can have it on my desk, I could obsess over it like crazy. Got to try to learn the ins and outs and everything and watch these videos thousands of times. And um, you never know, man. What if um end up buying one that's that got repoed or something off some rich dude, you know? I will say that... Bam, I have one. The, 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 from what I've seen, best case scenario is you find one that's been smashed in the front. And you can actually... It's, I mean, it'll cost you about like 20 grand, but you can get these cars for about 20 grand. And then the parts to, to get are surprisingly cheaper than what most people think. Only because like a lot of these sources, um, you would have to go through the racing sources because they will sell you a front end or a back end and not a whole car. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and then um, you can get the Liberty Walk kits. And guess what? There they go. Re- they replace all of those fenders anyway. Yeah, no, hell yeah. That's another thing. I was like, man, we're going to cut this thing up. Yeah, because if you look at a, a Lamborghini, if you pull every single panel off of this car, it is literally like this tiny, like, um, I don't know how to explain it, but it's just a, a, a tub, mm-hmm. like, a, like a tiny tub, and everything else connects to that. Um, and that's it. Because most of the stuff that connects to it is all like plastic panels or carbon panels. And you can get all those panels from like aftermarket companies. You can get a Liberty Walk body kit for cheaper than you would uh, a regular Lamborghini uh, fender with the paint coat on it. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're pretty much like coming out with a, a cheaper alternative with the actual like means to have that car. Yeah. Yeah. It's just crazy. Like the more, the more I think about it and like the more, you know, I look at the kid, the more I watch these videos and whatever I see on the internet, it's like, it's, it's getting to the point where I'm starting to like visual, visualize it. Like I have it like, Mm -hmm. and I don't know if it's like a a sick thing or I'm just trying to predict my future. I don't know. But I always, I always like to visualize, you know, something and, and in the past, I visualize things, and then I, I feel like I reach that point, and it, it, it almost feels kind of natural, like I've been here before, you know? Yeah. Um, just from thinking about it, but man, I don't know. I really, I really like those. It's like anybody, you know. People want a '64 Impala. Yes, you know? me. People want a Caddy. People want different things, and like, why can't you have it? You could have it, you know. Uh, I think '64 Impala for me is is. Is a harder obtainable vehicle than any other car. Yeah, but I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, for a price, you you can. Get I actually it. I take that back. I I found some recently in Texas that were rusted, but they were still in like buildable shape. It's just gonna take me a billion years just to freaking build it. <laughs> nah, you're gonna want to you want to buy it already, like ready to go, yeah. ready yeah. to drive. You know, it, like and I think thirty grand is the the cheapest that i found him mm-hmm. i mean which is not bad yeah i mean um even if they're 40 grand 50 you know whatever like 50 yeah. grand you're 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 buying yourself a piece of real estate right there you know what i mean like you're right it's, that is not it's definitely is... it, it like you still have a lifetime to live you know by the time yeah. you know you're you're already like all right cool i'm i'm done with this car you could either sell it or keep it with the family so it grows even more in value and then you decide to sell it later, you know, Facts. but that car is never going to go down in price ever. You're right. You know, it's um, it's just going to be like something that's going to be super expensive and um, it, it's just a trip, like the stuff that, that we're into. And I just like that everyone's so passionate about it, you know? With the with the model building, mm-hmm. and um, everyone's bringing their A game. Everyone's doing dope stuff right now. Um, you know, people that are new to it and that are learning, they're learning fast, like super fast. They're catching up, and um, and then there's a lot of um, you know builders who who are coming back to it, and even they are like super happy and excited. To be getting back into it now, yeah, because uh, like that's a that's one thing that I, I like. 
encourage on some of the things that I like doing when I do build or do charitable things is I'll always like find a reason to build something and not just for myself, but for like a cause, you know, like how I built the uh, Lambo truck for the Texas Children's Hospital and did the donation for that and raised a decent amount. And then when I sold the second version, I got a, a decent amount of money on that. And I, I donated that money to, uh, again, the Texas Children's Hospital. That's because cool. it's like, it's it's not always going to be about me and, and like what I got going. Yeah, you're going to see my face a lot, but there's always a reason for something that like I do. There's always a, a like a story behind it. Mm-hmm. Whether it's it's not constantly told or I'm telling you like everything behind the scenes, it's there's always something that I'm like looking past or looking forward in the future for, you know, things like where we do the, the shows here in Texas or planning shows here in Texas. It's like I, I you know, like I would like to have something as big as NNL West in Texas where you guys come down as, you know, down south to Texas and, you know. Just not just get away from the, you know, uh, the politics of things and just come down to Texas and just, you know, pull up to these shows and just relax and hang out with us. And and like, you know, Texas. (laughs) Yeah, the TX. Yeah, just uh, just. Yeah, just make it a big thing and just make it a big charitable you know, event, not just about the who builds the best car or who puts the most detail in it. Just we're bringing what you got, bring it, put it on the table. We'll raise and donate and, you know, try and get some kids out to like learn the hobby, get some families out to see what we're doing in the hobby because most of the new parents aren't teaching these things in the, in our generation um, you know, like for those of, of you guys who have kids, you know, they're not old enough to know this, or if they are old enough, they'd probably know something else like TikTok and, and any social <laughs> media. If it's not like a, yeah, yeah, like I think that's the only thing. If it's, if it's not on TikTok, they're not doing it. If it's not on Fortnite or if it's not on Roblox or if it's not Dang. on, um, like all of these different platforms, they're not about it. If they can't put it on a screen and, and, utilize it that way then they're not going to do it that's why there's there's got to be more faces in social media that's promoting it mm-hmm. um and it's like you don't have to be beautiful person to promote your bills you don't have to be like this this like youthful young person to promote your bills just make it uh to where it looks fun make it to where it looks like a kid can do it and enjoy it just like you do spending the money on a, a sought after kit sneakerheads go and spend like a, a, a hundreds of thousand dollars on shoes mm-hmm. just to resell them. Yeah. And it's like, that's also killing the market on shoes. It's like, Jesus, like, what are you doing? I want to go buy some Jordan ones. Like, you know, like, you know how difficult it is to find really good Jordan ones in the color that you want and not have to spend $500 for them. Like that's stupid. Like that, that is just stupid. And they keep, anywho, 
these shoes keep coming out and people are still buying them and reselling them for more than retail. And, and then retail is also trying to catch up to the hype. And now they're coming out with like $600 shoes. And you're like, no, like whatever happened to the nineties when these shoes came out and they were like a hundred dollars and you, you know, saved up your money and you got those shoes. Now you're proud of it. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, you know, these kids, for some reason, I don't know how they keep this money, but they're like, yo, I just got these like, you know, gray 11s, and you're like, yo, what are you going to do for the rest of the week uh, for food? Yeah, cup of noodles. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm going to struggle. And that's what, that's what I see in the model community, too. It's like, I'll see people, like, posted up with, like, 18 of the same kit, and I'm like, what? Damn, the and it's same. Like, I'm, yeah, it's like, are you going to, like, resell, or are you just going to build them all? And it's like, oh, I don't know. I just got them. And you're like, yo, you need to stop. Like if if these are rare kits, like uh, like the Alteza kit that's about to come out, um, it's funny that that kit's about to come out because I just got that kit. Me and Jesse Jesse Jay Walker Designs mm-hmm. just got that uh, like got this kit in a uh, package, and it's the original kit, uh, the walled kit, because it comes with uh, a resin front bumper and back bumper and side skirts as well, and that was like an, an original pressing kit. And now that that kit is coming back out, but it's 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 the Alteza kit that comes with extra parts. Like, it's funny because now it's all full circle in the model community, but it's also in different companies. Mm. And it's like, if you just wait and just not, like, rush, then I guarantee you it's going to full circle. Because if you're not going to build it right now, don't try and buy multiples of them and try and resell them just because you think they're going to end. No, there's always something that's going to come out that's going to repop. They just have to fix the tooling on it. That's it. Yeah, it's it's in waves. It'll come yeah. back. It's not completely gone, especially if it did well, you know? Yeah. It's and it's funny. The, the uh, Chevys and the Fords, the trucks, like the kits are rising in price, and I'm not understanding why. But uh, even the C10 truck that I keep bu- uh, building, it's like it's going up in price. Like I saw it at a show for like $38. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that kid's supposed to be like twenty six to twenty four dollars at Hobby Lobby. Why is it here at thirty eight, almost forty bucks? Damn. Yeah, it just depends. Like I've I've noticed with some distributors, um, some have higher prices than others on certain kits. Yeah. And sometimes they might be off by like two bucks, three bucks, but then there's some that are off by five bucks, and that's a big chunk. That's when you yeah. go, oh shit! Like that's. Because especially if you're buying like a lot of them, it adds up, you know? Yeah. It's it's almost like if it was lower than, um, not like you're getting a free one, but you know, it, it's it's just like the, the money you're you're spending to get a certain quantity. And when the high, the prices are like $5 higher, you're getting yeah. le- less in quantity for that amount. There you go. Damn. And then when you, when you sell them, it's, it's just like you, you can't. You know, you can't even sell them lower than what the MSRP that that distributor is uh, recommending mm-hmm. you sell them at, and um, and it just depends. I mean, sometimes if if the if it's not a like if the price is high, and if it's not like from a like a store store, and it's just like a person, then most likely you know trying to flip it. But if but if it's a store and then you notice like a couple of them or a few, do you go, oh shoot. That might be like the the standard price, the markup price mm-hmm. that it might the new price it might be at, 
So it just depends. But nah, yeah, there's some stuff that's like, wait, what the hell? And um, some stuff goes higher and some stuff is like lower. Um, you know, it, it's crazy when, when I was uh, going to start getting model kits. Um, I, I knew that by getting, you know, Aoshima, Fujimi, the Nunu Plots, Tamiya. Like, those are more higher price point kits. Mm-hmm. You know, and I remember in the beginning thinking, like, man, if I get those kits, like, will there, if will anybody even buy them? Because they're just more expensive, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because I was comparing that to, like, an AMT uh, Revell prices, you know? Yeah. And then I was thinking about it. Well, man, I mean, some of those are, like, factored, you know, the pros and cons and I was just like, you know, some of them, you know, most of them are import, hard to find, uh, sought after, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, do I want to stand out and be apart a from the pack or should I just be a part of the pack? You know, so I was like, you know what, I'm going to get these. And um, and I mean, thanks to all you guys, you know, for copying them, too. It, it, it helped me be able to buy more and also gave me like that confidence to, to, you know, going deeper and deeper, um, into it. And then when I get like the Ravel stuff and the AMT, I don't really get too much of it because I already know that there's other stores that carry all that stuff. Yeah. And they kind of already hold it down with that, that it's not like, I'll get some, but it's not really like the direction I want to head, you know? Yeah. And, um, and it's like, I trip out when, whenever I have a kid that's like, you know, 26 bucks or 28 bucks. That's like a Ravel mm-hmm. for sale versus like, you know, one that's like 50 bucks or 45. Um, I just trip out that, that man, that, that price point, you know, is, it seems lower, but it also like as a consumer is like a good price. But I feel like the days of even that is, is like over, you know, like, mm-hmm. Most when I'm looking at the price listings for like stuff, you know, future stuff, a lot of it's already looking like it's like gonna be in the at least thirties and up. There was even some AMT kits that I was going like, damn, I don't even want to sell this because I don't think anybody would even buy this off me, and they were suggesting to sell it for like forty five. And I was going in an AMT. I was going not this. I was like, nah. I was like, people are better off just getting it at Hobby Lobby. Like I can't even compete with that. I was like, I'm not, yeah. I'm not even going to bother to even pick up those kits because I already knew, like, I won't be able to sell them at that price point that they're suggesting, you know? So, yeah. I don't know. I'll just, I'll just. But, but it's, it's funny how, like, you know how to, how to watch the market as if you're doing stock trade and, and knowing how to, like, figure out, like, okay, you know the market, you know what's going to sell, you know what's going to sit on the shelf for a hot minute, um, because of the, the the boost in sales or what's popular, and then you also like reach out there and be like, all right, I'm gonna take that chance and throw something on the on the shelf and see what 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 gets sold, and and that's the the thing that starts selling faster, like the kits that are like forty plus dollars, like like the uh, the Toyota Celsius that the UCF kit mm-hmm. or the Lexus LS four hundred or four thirty, like that kept sold selling selling off the shelf like left and right as soon as you put it on yeah dude the, I, re- I remember like i feel like i got like three different shipments of that kit like the first the first batch that came in it sold out and then i got another i re-upped 
gone. Mm-hmm. And then I re-upped again, and then that was it. Mm-hmm. And then when I I was like, all right, cool. Let me, I need to get more now because, like, more people are hitting me up on it. And it was like, even the the distributor was, like, out. Like, they just had the thing, like, <laughs> like out of stock. Like, and you don't know, you don't even know when they're going to get more. Like, you just mm-hmm. don't. And I was like, all right, cool. Well, that was a fun run. Like, you know, those that really wanted it got them. And, you know, hopefully I'll get more in the future. And I will if I can. But honestly, like, I don't know when. I yeah. really don't know when. And, and it's almost like it, it might be a while till we get more. Um, it's like the same thing happened with the uh, the Toyota, the, the like that lowrider Toyota, like the mini truck. Yeah. Oh the, yes. Yeah, like I uh, I copped like five of them because I, I I was like I should I go more? I wanted to get ten, but I was like no, nah, I'm just gonna get five. I don't want to go too crazy because there's other and kids. they disappeared. I want to get other kits and they and they were gone, and um and like the distributor who I got them from originally, he they don't have them anymore. They're they're done. They have to wait on Aoshima to hook them up. Yeah. And then but I. But didn't they just have like a, a big model show? So I feel like they're actually going to re-release. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. The the thing is, you see, and, and this was an issue that I was having with like the distributor, and even I expressed this to Aoshima. Yeah, and I was just telling them, look, like, like I like your guys' stuff. It's great. Customers love your stuff too. It's great. But here's the issue that I feel harms your company and probably doesn't give you like good numbers as to like production like for you to know what to give the green light on because you don't know you think like because let's say all right they come out with like let's say let's just put an example like the lamborghini uh mm-hmm. Liberty Walk. all right they like that thing right there i feel like um a lot of all right things happen all right they first yeah. they, first they announced it everybody was like excited Mm-hmm. I was like, "Ooh, I want to sell that." I was excited. Mm-hmm. So then, as time goes on, there's people that I follow on Twitter that are, are from Japan. They already had it in their hands, right? Yeah. First in hands, fools building like three of them. I'm like, "Damn, I really want this now." Yeah. So then, my distributor is like, "Hey, here's the solicitations. Here's the photos. Here's the pre-order list. If you want to jump on it, we're expecting it in July." I was like, perfect. So I did my, my, I submitted my order and it says that we're going to get them in July for like, I was like, this is going to be awesome just in time for summertime. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, um, like obviously this distributor, since they buy so much from Aoshima, it all has to be shipped by boat. Yeah. There's no way they're going to ship it over plane. Right. So, Not at all. So then they have this issue you know, obviously with the boats and all that, uh, with the docks and all this drama, that all that product that was coming into the U.S. was just in those boats. Mm-hmm. By the time that, you know, and I had sold some pre-orders, and I felt bad that I didn't have the product in hand yet. And and I was very grateful, though, for the customers, everybody who, who pre-ordered it because they were so patient and nice, Right. That mm-hmm. by the time I got it, and I and and it, and I got it in hand, and I was able to ship it out, dude. It was already like we're like in December, like the first month of December, like the beginning mm-hmm. week of December, and I was going like, how much time had passed that the hype was like dead? It was gone, right? That yeah. 
that even right now, like, I mean, I only have like uh, maybe like two left, two kits left out of all of you them. You have one kit left, is what I'm hearing. Oh, well, I got <laughs> yeah, one left. So, so it's the thing is, is like if I would have got those back in July when it was the hype, those things would have been gone. Like, oh yeah, quick. You'd have had another order coming in already. Yeah, yeah. But now that we're in, you know, all like now we're in January, but. At the time that I, they came in so late, it's like, dude, like the hype was gone, you know, mm-hmm. and and it was hard. Like, dude, it's a really it's a high price point kit. It's about yeah, it is. like 70, like almost 75 bucks for the kit. Yes. Right. And I mean, when stuff's hot and you want it, dude, like you're not tripping on the price. You're just like, Fuck. same with it's like, it's like shoes. Yeah, I want to yeah. get it. I want to get it. So. I was talking to them and I was telling them this issue and I was telling them, look, you guys, because of what happened there, like you guys aren't getting the same response you guys were probably expecting, you know? I mean, not that it's going to stop you from creating Liberty Watt kits or whatever, but just know that you could have sold more units if you would have got that product to me or to the U.S. faster to stores where they're just selling it to one distributor or two distributors. Yeah. There's only like three in the US, three distributors that carry their stuff. If if you go to Aoshima's website, it gives you the list of those three distributors. Those are those are the only people that carry their stuff in the, in that and they sell it to all the stores. And then and like I don't know, man, like I'm I'm trying to connect direct, you know? Mm-hmm. It's tough and it's going to take time, but that's a goal of mine is like I want to be able. Know, to, I want to be able to get the stuff when Japan gets it. I want to have it too. It's tough being the plug, huh? Oh, dude, it, it's it's definitely a grind, bro. Like every day, every day is like, it's not like every day. I don't just wake up and like. I mean, I work, you know, day job. But when I'm done with that, and like, you know, even 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 throughout the day, dude, I'm constantly checking stuff, emails, writing emails, and like mm-hmm. trying to do stuff, like. It's not like I'm just sitting around waiting for orders or whatever. You yeah. Know? Nah, like there's a lot of stuff that goes behind it, you know? And I mean, I just, I, it's like I'm, I'm battling, I'm working hard to, to get the products that I want for my customers. That's the way I'm looking at it. Yeah. You know, um, remember the, um, like those Chrome sheets for the, oh, yeah. Take those, dude. All right. So I, I got them in and like sold out and then mm-hmm. I put in another big order and like they showed up in stock and then next thing you know, they only sent me like three of them. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, what the hell? Like now I'm pissed. Like, you know, I ordered 12 of them and you're only sending me three and, and I had a back order them. You know, it's not like they were in stock and I just submitted the order. I had already put them in a long time ago. Jesus. So it's like, you know, I could keep submitting, but it's it, it almost I'm like it's not even a guarantee. So I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of different various things that scenarios that happen. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like you have to be very communicative, you know. Even sometimes I have to just call. I don't even have to be like through email cuz I feel like you know, you 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 um you get more answers obviously calling you know oh yeah because they can't really run away but hang up that's about it yeah dude so um 
but I, I like it though. You know, I don't, I don't shy away from it. Like, I think it's kind of cool. Like I'm hyped once I get the stuff. I'm like, man, I'm just waiting to the day, bro, where, you know, I have the, like the space where I start vlogging with all this stuff. You know, hey. I, I mean, I don't want to do it right now because I'm in the house, you know, I know like my kids right here, like, you know, yeah. like I got to clean up the place. Like, it's like, I can't, I can't do that right now. Um, but, yeah. but later it's like, I, I want it to be like an experience where people are, are just kind of, you know, seeing what some behind the scenes kind of stuff and whatnot. And, um, because they're a part of it too, you know, like all you guys are mm -hmm. a, part, a part of it as well. Um, I, I can't do it without any of you guys, you know, and, um, I don't know. I just, I got, I got to shape it up. I got to shape it up to the vision yeah. that I have for it. And then this way, you know, whatever things that people need, it's already here in the U S and, uh, and it's in hand and it's not like I'm doing drop shipping, you know? Mm -hmm. like it's coming from somewhere no no, no. I, it's already here because i had some people email me a while back asking me like yo do you have the do you actually have the product i'm like yeah like i, I got the stuff like that's why i show videos that's why i post photos like yeah you know it's it's i ha i have like all the stuff you know it's just you know whenever you need it no pressure no pressure it, it's there <laughs> you know and uh Go from, go from go from there pretty much um but yo um we we gotta wrap up this episode um do you want to give any shout outs before we go i i love giving shout outs because there's always new people that i meet each year and get to meet in person um but uh i will say like you know shout out to my model car squad lugk um i will say that because like david and his photo etched, you know, like creative mindset is hands down like clean. And I will say, like on the market, no one's touching the photo etch game as much as he is um, because he's bringing out some like hitters, you know. And everyone on the LUDK Gavin in Japan with the Lower Order Model Car parts uh, or Detail Junkies, which is David. You have. Iceman collections with the dope 3D printed parts. And you, of course, because you are still holding down the force on the podcast and you're bringing in all these like dope builders and, and getting these behind the scenes and these historic backstories and touching base back with them another year to see where they are and, and what kept them going, you know? Thanks, dude. Thank and you. so shout out to you, bro, because I don't know anyone that's out there that like will keep this going as long as you you have um, because you you have so many years to go. So many, so many years to go. Um, and you still have video uh, that you can, you know, like get into coming soon. And it, it can only go up from there because, you know, now that they have. You know, the, the motor trend trying to pick up the model car scene um, and they didn't do the best at it. But, you know, shout out to a lot of the outside sources finally looking at YouTube and the social media outlets for 
you know, seeing what's going on in, in, in the world of models or kit building, kit bashing, all these different things. Shout out to uh, Adam Savage and his YouTube channel for also keeping me in a focused space when building and kit bashing and being great. So Adam Savage on his tested channel on YouTube. Um, Half-Ass Customs for also starting his video podcast. Um, we did a video with him before we came back from the show, or actually after we came back from the show. Um, shout out to Chipper T, trying to trying to keep back in the swing of things for Chipper T TV. Um, and the podcast, right? Yes, and the nice, podcast, nice. Home of the Buds, Building Unique Desires. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. and, and I want to say shout out to my parents for, you know, putting in that work so I can be here to build dope cars, you know? Hell yeah, dude. That's what's up. Shout out to them. Um, and also shout out to everybody who enjoys this stuff. Because if we didn't have, you know, people who enjoy cars, scale cars, art, creative you know, mindsets, we wouldn't be even trying to focus on this, you know? So shout out to anyone and everyone who loves art. I will say that. Mm-hmm. All the, the ones that obsess that are going to go to the scale model rehab. No, yeah, everyone that's going to, <laughs> to the scale model rehab, hey, hit me up. 1-800-SCALE-MODEL-REHAB. Yeah, we're going to have to bring... Throw some Yo, ideas we, at each other later. We, yeah, we got to talk about that later. But yeah, that's I got funny. some stuff that I want to do. So yeah, 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 cool. yeah, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Well, that's what's up. Well, yo, bro, thank you um, for taking the time. It was a pleasure talking to you. It was fun. Um, it has been a minute, you know, but uh, but it was it was it was awesome having you on. Uh, this was episode number one forty seven with my guest hey. Chester Smith, aka Bullet. 87 make sure you guys check them out on instagram all the way from texas and also if you're looking for model car kits tools supplies glues knives whatever it is um goggles make sure you visit scalewriters.com let's go let's go all right man well you have a good night dude it was a pleasure talking to you and uh, have a good one we'll stay in touch all right peace out bye